This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, September 29th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a triple shooting left one woman dead and two others in critical condition in Strawberry Mansion. It happened just before 2.30 this morning at the intersection of North 33rd and West Diamond Streets. Police say a 24-year-old woman was shot twice and pronounced dead at the scene. A 35-year-old woman who was shot five times and a 26-year-old woman who was shot three times remain hospitalized. Police are investigating a second scene four blocks away on North 33rd and Monument Streets. Investigators were holding cars at both scenes. No arrests have been made at this time. If you have any information, you're being asked to contact police. It's every day you Terrible. report on some sort of shooting at this level. And three young yeah. women. Like, yeah. what the hell? While Halloween may be a month away, police are warning parents to take good, a good hard look at their child's candy. Ben Salem Police reported that officers conducted a traffic stop earlier in September and confiscated what looked like normal candy. However, the items that looked like Sour Patch candies, Cheetos, and Sweet Tarts all contained THC. Ooh. Ben Salem Police said the suspect brought these snacks in from California and planned to sell them here in Pennsylvania. Who knows where these things would have wound up, said Fred Heron, the Ben Salem Police Director of Public Safety. People think they're funny. They're going to put them in Halloween bags and not realize that you could have a child now that could have a reaction to it. Parents may have a hard time differentiating the fake ones from the real ones. Police advise parents to inspect their children's candy and look for anything that appears off. I mean, I really don't know how viable this this is. These things are expensive. Why would you give them away? Why would you give them I was, away? I was thinking the as same a joke. Thing. There might be an idiot out there who accidentally, maybe, no, well, or or there. as yeah. as uh, look what I'm going like to do, a prank. Yeah. You know, yeah, uh-huh. which you know, a moron, yeah. an absolute moron would no, do that for two absolutely. reasons. Number one, uh, they're sadistic because yeah. they're trying to affect somebody else. Number two, right. they're giving their money away because, like you said, these things aren't cheap. But I know what you're saying. Are yeah. they labeled in the manner that we're so? There's so a video what? running here in the studio that shows them with. Right. There's sort of pseudo pot references. Yeah, so like okay. if you inspect it and you look, you, you'll see that the label right. is not exactly the same. Okay. They're saying like if it gets thrown in a bag and the kid's on his candy route, you might miss yeah. it. You know, he grabs okay. it out of his bag, right. wants to have something on the way. They're just saying be careful. And not only that, in at, for Halloween, sometimes uh, the, the candies have special packaging. They're right. different colors. Right. And yeah. they're, they're right. kinda, you might just glance over <laughs> that and, you know, this says Cheetos uh, Crunchy, but up in the corner it says Medibles. Yeah, and yeah. it's got marijuana you know, pot leaves on it, but they're, you got to really look at it. Yeah. At first glance, you know, oh, these are Cheetos, you know. That's what police are saying. So they don't look like the regular type of candies you'd buy in the grocery store or a candy store, but it's enough that if the parent isn't checking properly or a kid decides they're hungry on the Halloween trail, they might reach in uh, to an open bag and grab what appears to be Cheetos, but they're actually Well, think of it on the other side, Kathy, the addict who inadvertently gets a legitimate Snickers bar (laughs) when they wanted something that was, yeah, that was laced with PCP or something. I don't know about you guys, but I was... Not, I didn't dip into my bag at all, and I don't know why. You know, it probably wasn't in, going. Yeah, I yeah. didn't either, though. No way. I had to bring it home. I got home. Yeah, I want to sort and see what I got. Oh, and, I had to give it to my parents to sort. Um, yeah, my parents kind of would glance at it. Yeah, but after, right. a while, after a while, that stopped. <laughs> uh, but no, wait, I, I wasn't. No, I, I would never eat them along the way yeah. along the route. I would wait. It, it was it was hunting time. Yeah, at that absolutely, point. it was, it was, it was a, a game of numbers yeah. and how much you could get. However, I would eat the things that I know my parents would not allow me to uh, eat if it if prior we were to getting so home. The, oh, really the, the <laughs> apples, the home baked goods, 
the things that would look like they were produced in a meth lab. I would have that. The stuff with needles yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, stuff with yeah. needles in it. I would eat all that <laughs> rather than not have that opportunity later. This is a cool story. A high school senior in Narstown was chosen to re- represent the United States at the United Nations General Discussion on Children in Alternative Care. I personally speak from the perspective of being a sister of a special needs brother, Emmanuel, 17 years old, uh, Mount St. Joseph Academy senior, Amy Lynn Thomas, said before the United Nations September 16th panel. Her nine-year-old brother was born with severe cognitive delays, uh, seizure disorder, and a rare genetic condition. He has been undergoing treatment at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia since March. All of my life, I wanted to find a way to speak up for my little brother. He has done so much for me and for my family, being a little angel in our lives, said Thomas. Among all the challenges this family has faced, it would have been perfectly understandable for Thomas to be consumed by a sense of despair and misery and sadness, but she isn't. Every time I look at him, I saw that he was fighting to keep living, she said. I knew that he was suffering so much, and this was my way to repay him. I couldn't be sad because he wasn't. It was that determination that led her to speak before the United Nations Committee. Many of Thomas's family and friends were able to watch her speech back in her homeland of India. For her part, the uh, high school senior credits her brother for the inspiration that he has been, and speaking for him at the United Nations was an inspiration and truly the perfect cherry on top, she says. Great honor. In sports this morning... The Phillies lost to the Braves 2-1 last night in Atlanta with their season on the line. The Phillies only scored one run in their last two games and had only three hits last night. Charlie Morton threw seven scoreless innings and the Braves escaped the ninth inning jam to move closer to their fourth consecutive National League East title. The series continues tonight and Aranola will get the start. First pitch is set for 7-20. The St. Louis Cardinals extended their winning streak to 17 games and clinched a National League wildcard berth with a 6-2 win over the Milwaukee Brewers. St. Louis will play in the National League wildcard game on October 6th at the Los Angeles Dodgers or San Francisco Giants, whichever team does not win the National League West. The postseason trip will be the third in a row for the Cardinals and Milwaukee already clinched the National League Central title. Eagles left guard Isaac Samalo is out for the year after suffering a sprain in his foot that will require surgery. It happened in the loss to the Cowboys on Monday. It's another blow to the team's offensive line, which already is without Brandon Brooks and Jordan Mulata. Eagles defensive back Kayvon Wallace is also expected to miss three to six weeks with a partially separated shoulder. And in hockey news, the New York Islanders beat the Flyers 3-2 in their first preseason game. The Islanders took the lead in the third period. The Flyers tied it up with less than six minutes left in the third, but Anthony Beauvillier scored 22 seconds into overtime for the win. And that's what I have for you this morning. In the Flyers' defense, they didn't want to be standing out amongst the other Philadelphia teams by winning, so they, you know... (laughs) They wanted to stay along the line. They did their part. Being courteous. Yeah, they're uh, they're all standing Today, so. uh, anyhow, we welcome you to Wednesday morning. I have to admit, I I feel like a new man today. Yeah. Yesterday, I had to do a I had to do a medical test, yeah. and I had to fast, which is standard <clears throat> procedure for a lot yes. of them. It's annoying though, uh, but I couldn't have any liquids at all, and I did not realize what a slave to coffee I am because <laughs> today I have a fresh cup. Thank you, Casey. I feel so much better. Yesterday, I was dragging ass. So yesterday, you were like, I, I almost fell asleep. I, I was <laughs> yawning during the while well, I was reading a. Bizarre you said file you were about to fall asleep on the air. I'm like, <laughs> um, 
<laughs> this is actually perfect synergy, though, because it's yeah. National Coffee Day. You are correct yeah, about that. I saw that little uh, yeah. blurb this morning. What so. a great way to savor your yeah. reawakening. It's a great way of waking up. Yeah. Wouldn't that uh, with Folgers oh, in, in your, your cup? cup. Yeah. It's not. It's Dunkin' like in your cup. Yeah, we piss on Folgers. It is. Okay. All right. I piss on Folgers. I got Dunkin' in my cup, yes. Is, um, hold on. I saw you can get free coffee? I would imagine at various locations today for National Coffee Day. Do, well, you know what? Let's dive into that in a All moment, right. and uh, and maybe we'll share that information in a little while, because I do have a list of things I need to mention uh, that we have going on today. Uh, we have the money clips, obviously. That's our standard procedure Monday through Friday. Chance for you to win $500. We'll do it at 8 and 10 a.m. And we have a couple of Wednesday standard procedures as well. Fox, good day. We will go in there this morning. Uh, Alex is off, so it's going to be Mike and Karen. I love ah, Karen. Karen's so great. We'll talk to those guys as we get close to 8 a.m. Uh, we also have a secret text word today. That's a Wednesday thing, and we have a chance for you to win a pair of tickets for the Bates Motel and Haunted Attractions, which, by the way, the big friggin' deal right now, you can get two of those tickets for $50, or you can win them for free by texting mm. in the word secret to 39333. We'll send a word back to you. We'll ask you to call in later on with that where the designated caller wins. And we'll also grab a random text as well. So a couple of different ways to win with that today. Guest-wise on the show, Joe Matteris, our old friend, uh, who's going to be performing Friday night at the Scottish Rite Auditorium. We'll see how Joe is doing uh, around 9 o'clock this morning and uh, let you know about his show. And we have our friends from uh, Bud Light stopping by today. It is the Thursday night kickoff that is taking place. And we'll get you details about this. Uh, but they're here in conjunction with the Steam Pub, which is in Southampton. Steam Pub. Uh, yes. And we will have gift cards to give away in conjunction with that. And Marissa and the MM Army will be there tomorrow night from 7 to 9, the Steam Pub in Southampton. Uh, and that is at 606 Second Street. Uh, so we'll get you the details and gift cards and all that stuff as we if, go through uh, the show this morning. If I'm not mistaken, that was completely taken away from us last year. And uh, so it's nice to see it coming back this yeah. year because they're really, they're a great time. And uh, Marissa's doing a bunch. Casey's doing a few. I'm doing some as well. And they, we just, they're they're a cool hang. And it's really nice to see it coming back in 2021. Yeah. Nice. Excellent. All right. So that and a whole bunch more is going to take place on the program today. Let's break. Come back in a second. And I got a whole stack of stories to run by you. With a stupid question and some freebies. So hang in there. We'll be back in a moment. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And probably other places. 93.3 WMMR presents Money Clips. Wow, we have a lot of clips. Your shot at stuffing 500 bucks in your Money clip seven times a day. Weekdays at 8, 10, and noon, as well as 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. We'll play an audio clip from one of your favorite MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. And then give you a keyword. Text it to 45911. Or if you enter it at WMMR.com or our app, you'll also get entered for the grand prize. 10000 bucks. What the f***? See complete rules at WMMR.com. It's MMR's Money Clips from who else? 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wallet. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we're going to give away a pair of tickets to see Chris Stapleton Friday night at the BB&T Pavilion, if you can answer this question correctly. Humbert Humbert is a character <laughs> in what popular novel? 215-263-WMMR. Know the novel. Don't know this character. Humbert Humbert. I've never read this novel. I'm just familiar with the title of it. Uh, is a character in what popular novel? 
WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. Wednesday, September 29th. Brian Gumble has his birthday today. Yeah, you know, I'm conflicted about Brian Gumble because he is uh, very talented. He's very good at what he does, but everyone says he's a prick. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's and you can you can smell the arrogance. Oh yeah. On <laughs> oh him. yes, you can. No question, but he is a great segment. He, he just he does great interviews. He does. He asks the right yeah. questions. It's the right subjects. He's just really good at what he does. In and what, he knows it. He knows it. it uh-huh. There was a rare moment I remember that I th- I thought, oh, you know. It, it was it was he and Jane Pauley, I believe it was. They were in the Vatican and they were reporting, and the Pope just happened to walk behind them, and he he let down the gumbleness a little bit, mm. and I was like, you should do that more, right? Keep the Pope on set. We also have uh, Jill Whelan. She played Vicky Steubing. Don't I know it on the Love Boat? Uh, and she turns fifty five years old. You know what Vicky Steubing found out? She thought she was just distant relative of Captain Steubing. He's her dad. That's right. You are correct. Uh, she's 55 today. Wait, hang on a second. What? Yeah, he, he didn't. He, Captain Steubing did not realize that Vicky was his own daughter. Yeah. He found out later on. Was uh, that a couple of seasons in? Or Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, we also have Andrew Dice Clay celebrating a birthday today. Uh, he is 64 years old. When he came out, when he won the, uh, the, I think he won or was at least featured in that Rodney Dangerfield HBO's Young Comedian special. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was off and running. It oh, just yeah. exploded. Uh, and I was all in. Yeah. When, when he hit, his his stuff was so disgusting. Yeah. And, and it was shocking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that I'm like, oh my God, this is hilarious. And I'll never forget this. We, uh, Me and some buddies of mine took a a ski trip uh, to Colorado, and we rented a condo. We were there, and there were these girls that were in another condo, and we invited them over because the Andrew Dice Clay special was on. And he oh was God. still, it was like his first big special. Sure, yeah. And we had seen him on Rodney Dangerfield, right, right. and all this other stuff, so we knew his material. And there, we're, these girls come over. They weren't familiar with him. We're watching. He dives into his stuff. I'm howling with laughter. And I look over, and these girls are not laughing. Mortified. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, it didn't dawn on me how overtly over-the-top sexist he was. I just thought it was funny, you yes. know? I mean, I was like, you know, I was like 20 years old, so it was hilarious And to that me. was the method to the madness. Yeah. That's what he was doing. But then mm-hmm. we had him in the studio. He's, he actually is a really solid actor. He's he really is. great in A Star is Born. He's fantastic. Yeah. as the dad, yeah. Uh, so he's 64 today. Uh, talk about Dirty. Uh, if you watch the show Deadwood, then you know Swearingen, Ian McShane. The best. Has his birthday today. And I mean, just the, the language in that show. Shut the oh. f- up, huh? That's him, you man. suck my <laughs> and shut the f- up, huh? Swearinger is such a great character. Uh, I'm so sad that show stalled for no good reason uh, because it was just sensational. It was mm-hmm. wonderful. 79 today. Uh, Erica Alaniac, yeah. uh, who was on Baywatch, and she had a role in Under Siege. She's the girl in the cake. Yep, Playboy Playmate of the Month from July 1989. She played L.A. May, too, in the Beverly Hillbillies movie. Yep, she's 52 today. Uh, we also have a rock and roll legend, Jerry Lee Lewis. Wow. The killer I celebrates saw him his birthday. Did you really? Yeah, he was a part of Farm Aid a few years ago that Willie Nelson and Dave Matthews and John Mellencamp put on every year, and he came out, did this song it did the stand-up thing you know the, the foot on the keyboards yeah, the whole night nice. it was it was what you wanted jerry lee lewis to be he was great yeah great performer great Absolutely. musician uh questionable in his uh <laughs> his choice of ladies yeah. right his but 13 year old cousin he 
I think he waited until she was 14, Preston. Wow. He, he tried to do right by. Uh, but he, yeah. Yeah, he celebrates his 86th birthday today. Uh, then you have uh, Mackenzie Crook, who is from the British version of The Office. Yes. Um, which I didn't watch, so I'm not familiar with her. Uh, she is uh, 50 today, but I know a lot of people love that show. Uh, Cindy Morgan, who played Lacey Underall in oh, Caddyshack. Wow. Uh, yep, she is 67. Now, she also played another role, which is important to me. She was in the movie Tron, one of my yes. all-time favorite movies. Uh, and like I said, she turns uh, 67 I, years old. I tried to get her on the show a couple of years ago because no we were way. talking about, um, and it just the schedules didn't line up. Maybe I'll try again. But yeah. She was uh, she was receptive to it, and it just ended up falling apart. But we were talking about characters from movies that we love that just didn't do a whole lot beyond that. Right. Right. Yeah, but had a had a standout yes. role that you absolutely know. Would love to talk to. Oh, her. I've seen her interview, and she's she uh, yeah. she she loves it now. She and embraces she, that culture absolutely. That loves yeah. her. Uh, then you have uh, Mike Post, the musician. Steve. Oh, used to drive around listening to his music all the time. I know that. Dodge Dart with the Slant Six, Preston. <laughs> yeah, and I drive around with my cassette of Mike Post themes. And I don't know. One day I'd be Magnum. The other day I'd be Jim Rockford. Yeah, so not only Rockford Files and Magnum P.I., but he did everything in the 80s. Hill Street Blues, the A-Team, Chips, Doogie Howser, NYPD Blue, Law and Order. I mean, talk about a resume. Amazing. Hill Street Blues is such a great thing. Yeah, this is it right here. So well done. All of those, man. Yeah. I love um, Doogie Howser. We should rank... Is because I mean I played uh, Rockford Files first, and yeah. then you said Hill Street. I was like, wow, man, that one just that one just touches my soul. Totally, <laughs> yeah, they're they're great little sixty second or even thirty second pieces of music. Well, yeah, and I love that show. That was the show that would would just live with you. <laughs> so he turned seventy seven years old today. All right, and the last birthday I have, love this guy Zachary Levi oh. celebrates his forty uh, first birthday today. He's Playing uh, besides Shazam, he's playing um, a, a, an inspirational football hero. Oh, he's playing Kurt uh, Warner. Right. Okay. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So uh. listen, I think this movie looks terrible. Really? And, and it sucks because I Kurt Warner's story is amazing. I mean, right. he was stocking shelves yep. at like a BJ's or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, just kind of slinging it in like arena football, or whatever. The dude goes down, Trent something. God, I can't remember the quarterback's name. And so guy gets hurt, and then he comes in, and he wins the Super Bowl. Not yeah. only wins the Super Bowl, but then he goes on to have, like, this amazing career. So what like, about, like, his a... wife had cancer? And there, oh. were some, there were some other stories okay. uh, in there as well. So uh, what looks bad about it? Yeah. It, the quality of it just doesn't. I mean, it looks like after-school special type of. Uh, huh. Maris? Casey, I I saw them talking about it on the pregame this Sunday. I thought it was a joke. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it, it, it looks like a parody. Like, it looked like an SNL parody skit. Right. I'm sorry season. to hear that. I know, me too, because it really is a great story. And I love Zachary Levi. Hopefully, Wait. I'm wrong, right? Because I'll probably end up watching it anyway. Is it because they had the copier guy in it? Is that why it seemed like an <laughs> SNL bit? No, the cast is so all-star that I thought it was a joke, too. Hmm. All right. Well, now I'm not excited right. to see it. Okay. Well, All now right. I'm intrigued that it's actually real, though. Yeah. You thought it was a joke up until right now? Literally. Oh. <laughs> because they were even laughing about it. It was so uncomfortable on set when they were talking mm. about it. Wow. Okay. Well, I haven't seen this yet, so I can't speak on it, but uh, uh, Marissa and Casey are crapping on it. Sorry. No, 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 no. no. I don't want to crap on it. I don't want to crap on it. So you're saying his actual story is not inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> no, now I'm excited because it's such an all-star cast, and it's actually real. So okay. now I want to mm. see it. 
All right. Uh, also, besides that role coming up, one one of the best uh, in Disney, he was Flynn Rider. Great. Uh, in Tangled, which yeah. is just a great character. And he's also in the MCU as one of the characters in uh, the Thor, Thor. films. Uh, not the first one, but I think... Um, I think the second one is where he jumps in and takes over yes. for somebody else. But anyhow, I would love to talk to him. In fact, I think we have talked we have. to him. Yeah. Yeah. And the next Shazam movie, I really liked that first one. So I'm looking forward to see what they do with the second one. And, of course, it takes place in Philadelphia, don't yeah. you know? All right. We'll see if somebody knows the answer to this question. Uh, Humbert Humbert is a character in what popular novel? 215-263-WMMR. Let's go to Eric. Hey, Eric. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good, buddy. All right, in what novel will you find Humbert Humbert? That would be the novel Lolita. Lolita, yeah. yeah. Hold on a moment, Eric. Got yourself tickets to see Chris Stapleton, and it's a BB&T Pavilion on Friday. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. You've read that novel, Stevie? Yes, I have. And the Stanley Kubrick movie, which is a classic. Ah, All right, well, let's see what we have in store for you as far as the entertainment stories go. Uh, Lori Laughlin is ready to return to acting. The Full House alum has booked her first post-prison gig on season two of When Hope Calls. She's fresh out of prison, and now she's full of hope. Uh, she will reprise her role as when ha- when when calls the hearts Abigail Stanton in When Hope Calls a Country Christmas. Your badger has whooping cough, which is set to premiere on December eighteenth. <laughs> oh, no. uh, she was uh, written off the show after she was indicted in the whole Olivia Jade and Bella um, University of Southern California thing. You know that uh, her daughter Olivia is uh, staging her comeback on Dancing with the Stars. And that bout on September 20th. And not everyone is psyched to see Olivia hit the dance floor. ABC executive Robert Mills responded to critics who claim Olivia got a deal to stay at least three weeks without being in danger of getting the boot. He said, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. The show is a competition and as such is subject to legal and broadcast standard regulations. So there's no deal. By default, se. I've ended up watching a few of these, uh, the Dancing with the Stars, or at least chunks of them. Yep. And uh, and I've seen Olivia Jade. And um, if she's working to sort of change her image, I think it's working. She seems like approachable or at least down to earth. Okay. I don't know how manipulated that is, but right. I, I think it'll help her. Okay. Uh, Jennifer Aniston is apparently officially on the market. While she normally shies away from discussing her love life, uh, she said, no one of importance has hit my radar yet, but I think I think it's time. She you know said. who she's rumored to be with? Uh-uh. Manny Pacquiao. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he's, he just announced his retirement yesterday. Oh, man. Uh, she said, I think I'm ready to share myself <laughs> with another. Uh, another what? And she said, I didn't want to for a long time. I love really being my own woman uh, without being a part of a couple. I've been part of a couple since I was 20, so there was something really nice about taking the time. She should, she should consider being a thruple, right? That's the new thing. But she said, don't expect, uh, she, you won't expect her to see her swiping right now. No tenders and no riots, mm. she <laughs> said. I'm doing an old school girl. Or I'm an old school girl. She said she's not doing an old school girl. <laughs> That's she has fun. I'd like to see that. She's like Cassandra Peterson. <laughs> uh, she said that she's looking for confidence, but not cockiness. Humor, please, I beg of you, beg of you. Generous, kind to people. Fitness is important, and not just like how you look. I right. want you. To, I want to be around here for a long time and not be in a wheelchair when I'm eighty. Uh, so she wants somebody who's... She's been with Brad Pitt and Justin Theroux. So yeah. she's been with some oh my good-looking dudes. Justin Theroux is in r- ridiculously good shape. Excellent shape. Yeah. You know what she, she should do? Which I think it would be really cool. Preston, what if she were to revisit her character in Leprechaun? 
many, many years <laughs> yeah. later. You know, with a real knowing. That'd be hilarious. It'd be hilarious. Like a Netflix movie. I would love to see yeah. that. Uh, let's see. Margaret Qualley says that she believes FKA Twigs claims that their mutual ex, Shia LaBeouf, abused her. Uh, Qualley appears... I'm sorry, I have a freaking hair in oh, my mouth. Yeah, it was a big did one. see that? Look at that. How wow. the Where did that, that come from? from? What color is it? I don't know. It's like servant, Preston. It's, it's like... Uh, did she have hair in her mouth? Well, you oh. remember they were, they, were, they, were, they were finding oh. sticks and hair. Whatever happened yeah. to that, by the way? Yeah. That, like, came and went on the show. That was one of the most horrifying scenes was when he pulled out that, like... Yeah, giant tweezer. Or, yeah. Or, or, I mean, like um, uh, uh, splinter yeah. out of his mouth. Out of his mouth. That was horrifying. And it Maybe kept happening, were... and then it just stopped. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I had a hair in my mouth. <laughs> Kathy put her pants on backward gesture. Yeah. Well, Something I just wanted going to know, on. Man. I just wanted to know what color the hair was because uh, typically my hair is found all over the place. It wasn't yours. It Lengthwise, wasn't. it was about the length of mine. Oh, okay. oh sorry. Somehow or another, okay. I've been eating my own hair while right. I sleep. Okay, I don't good. know. Uh, so anyhow, let me go back to this. Uh, sorry about this. Uh, I, I interrupted with that, but I couldn't talk. It was yeah. distracting. Uh, so anyhow, uh, Margaret Qualley can uh, next be seen in Netflix's Maids, playing a character who is abused emotionally. When asked how Qualley prepared for the part, she replied, unfortunately, it is so common, adding, and it's true that more than half of people experience some level of psychological threat within a relationship in their lifetime, I just did my best to read the script and experience Alex's reality as much as possible within the scenes. So when FKA Twigs had shared her story of being sexually and physically abused by LaBeouf, uh, Quali reposted an image of her story on L uh, in L on Instagram writing, thank you. Uh, she split with LaBeouf about uh, weeks after their uh, had allegations had emerged. So a quick question, has Quali herself ever claimed that she was... Um Abused. Uh, she... With LaBeouf. She said that um, it, it was important to me to hear for her how... Uh, well, I'm sorry. It was in, this is what uh, Quali said. It was important to me for her to know that I believe her, and it's as simple as that. So okay. that's... Let me see. I, don't uh, I, 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 I read a similar article, and I didn't see anything that... In which Quali was saying she was treated the same way by LaBeouf. Yeah, she didn't say specifically him. You know who her mom is? No. It's uh, Annie McDowell. Yeah, no just, way. Yeah, yeah, I had no idea. That's until, awesome. Until, wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we is, should get on and, and ask about Groundhog Day. LaBeouf <laughs> has uh, denied the allegations. He was uh, recently ordered to complete a 12-month judicial diversion program for allegedly using force and violence against Tyler Murphy. Kourtney Kardashian, uh, Kardashian is coming to her own into her own on social media and in her personal life. Uh, the latest... She posted a series of romantic dinners uh, with her and Travis Barker, yeah. fashion and glam shots, and a takedown of her sister Kim oh! in the form of a Peppa Pig meme. The post shows Mummy Pig uh, bobbing in the sea and shouting, Oh my God, I'm going to cry my diamond earrings. While Peppa and the While Peppa and the rest of the cast stand on the beach saying, Mummy Pig, there's people that are dying. Uh, the meme references the in real lifetime Kim freaked out about losing an earring in the sea to Courtney's zero tolerance, now iconic response about people that are dying. Uh, okay. Right. Good. Shut your hole! <laughs> and. Yeah. I haven't heard that clip in a long time. Shut your hole! <laughs> Fans ate it up, and so did Travis. In the comment section, he wrote, Kathy, shut your hole! <laughs> he wrote... Why was I yelling at? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. remember. <laughs> Laugh with you for the rest of my life. The Keep Him Up with the Kardashians alum responded, my whole life. Okay, whatever. 
I forgot. I think there was something. Kathy was I'm sure I was giving you a hard time. No, no, no. she was spoiling oh. something. A surprise. I think, I think yes. it was, yeah, that's yes. what it was. Yeah, it was okay, a surprise, surprise or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You were spoiling it. That's the only uh, thing that okay. I, I recall about that. Good. Shut <laughs> your home. I wonder if we can we figure it out. Do we have okay, audio so that far back? Sure. For some reason, Rodney McLeod is coming into my brain. For I don't really? know why. Hmm. Uh, who's, who's the other Eagles? Like a surprise. There was something. No. I, there were definitely. It was definitely a surprise. Being um, yeah, we Quinn being spoiled. We used to have Quentin yeah. on a lot. Yeah. What? What? Kathy, shut your home. <laughs> oh yeah, or maybe yeah, maybe it was like. I bet you were listening. Eagles related. Somebody's yeah. going to text me. Right. Yeah, okay. you were spoiling something. All right. Anyhow, while we think about that, if somebody if somebody happens to know, they can they can text in. We'll we'll try to figure it out. But I have some other things to get to. Uh, Jake Paul has responded to uh, Tyron Woodley. Uh, as he made good on their pre-fight bet, Woodley showed off his brand new I Love Jake Paul tattoo, which he had inked on his middle finger on Monday. Uh, Woodley allowed through the, with their uh, followed through with their wager in which the loser would get an I Love with the winner's name tattooed on them. Uh, he did the honorable thing. Although the initial deal was uh, just to get w- was just for the loser to get the tattoo. Woodley tried to alter the rules in the ring immediately after his decision lost to Paul, claiming that he'd follow through with the bet if he was granted an immediate rematch. Paul agreed, and the pair shook on it for a second time. Uh, but clearly, Paul isn't entertaining that idea. And on Tuesday morning. Uh, he had posted a video, and it appears the former UFC welterweight champion just got played. Paul removed a piece of paper out of his mouth that read, I love you too, and laughed off the whole thing. Uh, and Paul said, no way did a grown-ass man just get a tattoo that says, I love Jake Paul. This is my official response to Tyrone Woodley getting the tattoo. He then pulled the piece of paper out of his mouth and said, can I grab those cheeks now, Poppy? I don't understand. Uh, th- th- this is in this world of quasi the, the people that he's fighting. Now, mind you, he's fought some, you know, people who yeah. were, who had good runs as fighters. He's he's usually fighting them after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I'd be curious to see him go up against somebody who's currently on top of their game. Yep. We'll see. Uh, Prince William and Kate Middleton hit the red carpet in the UK uh, for the premiere of No Time to Die, the final James Bond film starring Daniel Craig. So excited for this. And for the event, Kate donned a gorgeous, shimmering gold, full-sleeve dress with a revealing neckline. She looked like a Bond girl herself. She she looked fantastic. She was really done up. So uh, when will that movie premiere in the U.S.? Like a week. Yeah, it's got to be soon, right? So the the reviews are up on uh, Rotten Tomatoes and looking really good. Now, this is the longest Bond movie of all time, Preston. Two hours and 35 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that is a lengthy one. Something like that, but it, it's the longest, but they say it's appropriate because it's the Daniel Craig Swan song is bomb. Okay. Um, I have all kinds of uh, Bachelor news, but no, this isn't not it. Any. We, have, we have somebody who's on the line, Marg, who's, or Marge. Uh, that's not, it's not when uh, Amy Grant was coming on. But that's a good guess. Sorry, Kathy. Yeah. I appreciate that. Or sorry about that. <laughs> Kathy, <laughs> shut your home! Right, Some people say you were trying to trying to sell a fridge, and uh, Kathy was sab- sabotaging that as you were talking. Like you said, it, it, Kathy was saying it was disgusting, and you were trying to sell a mini fridge on air. All right, maybe. Shut like- your home! <laughs> Why would that be disgusting? Oh. I'm wondering. 
I don't know. Everything, it probably I don't know. Was, everything for I, you is yeah, disgusting, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gabby. What I'm asking why will something be disgusting is asking, like, why okay, is water true. wet? Oh, God damn. Hang what? on a second. I'm just hitting the wrong button. Have we found the audio? We, we have 24 seconds Marissa of... Okay. always finds it. Always finds it. Here we go. Dose 30. Now you can, you can clean it. But there's, I'm looking on Target's website. There's one for $100. Shut no. your no. Okay, so wait, I said 60. So you were trying to sell a dirty old one for 60, and I said you could get a brand new one at Target for 100. Okay. Now you can clean it. But there's, I'm looking on Target's website. There's one for $100. Shut no. your Shut your hole! Shut your hole! Kathy, shut Kathy, shut Kathy, shut your hole! No, no. God. Wait, hang on a second. Were you hitting that? No, no. No, okay. this is an uh, So an that edit. has to exist before that. Uh, so that wasn't the original? That wasn't the original. <laughs> because if Steve was hitting... I wasn't, I wasn't was touching anything. Yeah, so oh, in no, the clip, but in, in the, the clip. clip you were. Yes. So you had that before that, so... Oh, wait, that's a good point, Casey. Yeah. Yes, so it wasn't generated in the moment. Or, yeah. or was this just an edit of that? No, it was not an edit. Uh, Marissa's shaking it. sounds pretty good. Shut <laughs> your hole! Yeah, well, because I'm you're... right. I'm correct in this situation. What? This, Marissa, keep digging. This is not the origin of Shut Your Hole. <laughs> it, it, it might be the first or second time that I, Steve was able to use that clip. I have a theory. I think at one point, Kathy, was, uh, Matt, uh, was trying to get uh, information about a back road to uh, the, the shore and, and was putting that on out on air. And you were upset because you were saying that uh, people were going to be privy to that information, which uh, should not be told. Uh, it's possible. I uh, for some reason, I'm, I'm kind of thinking the way Preston is thinking, that th- that it was this the potential spoiling of a surprise. Well, here's the, uh, and you guys know my memory, but this is what, the only <laughs> thing that I can remember about it is I remember being angry the first time it happened. Like that clip you just played, I'm laughing and, and playing with him. I remember that being like an argument where we were not happy with each other. <laughs> I remember... The 21st day of September. Yeah, of no, um, I remember the Alamo. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, th- hang on. But, like, do a search for, like, Quentin Michael. I, Shut I, your hole! I feel like he was either in the room or coming into the room that day. And so that might that might right. give you a, a if, chance to If anyone it can out. solve it, it'll be Marissa. We'll try yeah. to find out. I, I have a couple, She'll CSI this bastard. I have a couple <laughs> other things I want to get to before we wrap this uh, segment because I've got stuff that's all about the Bachelor and Bachelorette. We haven't oh, we haven't gone there in a little while. So and, good, and there's so much love involved. Oof. Yes. Uh, so Claire Crawley and Dale Moss have broken up, Oof. and this time it's for keeps. I a, love you so much. A source told us that I think the, all you need is a little love. That the Bachelorette alums believe it's best for them. Love. The source said uh, that they have different visions and wedding planning wasn't happening. Which made Claire really upset. And I don't she, love you. She wants to be in Sacramento to be close to her family, especially her mom who isn't well. I don't think I love you. Uh, Dale wants to remain in New York and they will still support each other. Yeah. And have lots of love for yeah. each other no matter what. Uh, now, in other Bachelor Bachelorette news, Jesse Palmer will step into Chris Harrison's shoes to hand out roses on The Bachelor as Variety has learned that Palmer has been named the new host of the hit dating show. So, Jesse Palmer, 
is a really good-looking dude. Mm-hmm. So my guess is he's going to be nailing half these Bachelorettes. Uh, Palmer, a television broadcaster and former NFL quarterback, uh, starred as The Bachelor himself in Season 5, which aired in 2004. He has a long-standing relationship with the Walt Disney Company as a sports commentator on ESPN and former special contributor on Good Morning America and across ABC News. He's currently hosting ABC's summer series, The Ultimate Surfer, and he previously hosted the network's reality series, The Proposal, in 2018, which was created by The Bachelor boss, Mike Fleiss. Now, this will impact his role as host of The Lawn Chair, which is a new ABC series. Uh, he has also hosted ABC's Disney Parks Holiday Specials and ABC's presentations of the NFL Draft. So, Do you have what it takes to sit in the lawn chair? <laughs> uh, Palmer said in a statement, falling in love, love is one of life's greatest gifts. Like love. And I am humbled. Humbled by the opportunity, return to the show as as host this season to offer the newest Bachelor advice gained from firsthand experience, and I am grateful to play a small part in his love journey. Journey, yes, I love a journey. As of now, I love Journey the band. (laughs) As of now, uh, Palmer is officially signed on Small Town Girl uh, for season twenty-six of The Bachelor. Which will air next year. What was Harrison's? Um, I mean, he they they gave him like twenty mil to walk away. He got right? he, he got, got a nice deal. Contract. Yeah. yeah. Uh, however, insiders explain that the idea is for Palmer to continue with the franchise in the future, both on the flagship Bachelor and the Bachelorette, but nothing is set in stone, and uh, the network has not renewed either series beyond the next upcoming seasons. Sources say that ho- the hosting format for future seasons of Bachelor in Paradise, which, of course, used to be led by Harrison, is still in flux, and they've used a few different people, rotating guests like David Spade and Little John. Right. So they're very incestuous here because the last Bachelor is on Dancing with the Stars right now. Uh, and next season of Bachelorette, <laughs> which will be out next month, uh, will be hosted by fan favorites uh, Tasha Adams and Caitlin Bristow. So excited. Former stars of The Bachelorette who co-hosted the most recent season of the Female Front spin spinoff this past spring. I think Caitlin Bristow was one of the people responsible for Chris Harrison losing the gig, right? That was the interview she conducted with him on Extra? I think so. Yeah. All right, two more things I got to get to. Number one, this is a big deal. Um, Dick Wolf's original Law & Order series is returning to NBC. Isn't that wild? Was that the, the, the 20th, 21st season of that show then? 21st season. So the network has handed out a straight series order for revival of the procedural that launched Wolf's multi-billion dollar franchise. Uh, he said, there are very few things in life that are literally dreams come true, um, and this is mine. There's another one. CSI's coming back. The original. Yes. No kidding. With, yeah. uh, William Peterson. Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. yeah. Yep. What's his name on the show? Gus or Gris or Grissom? Grissom. That's yeah. It. Gus Tankfart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, an episode count has not yet been determined, and it's unclear if the new Law and Order will make it to air during the recently started 2021-22 broadcast season, or if it will instead be earmarked for the 2022-23 season. Uh, sources tell the Hollywood Reporter that some former Law and Order cast members are expected to return for season 21, though it remains unclear which ones are being eyed to revisit their characters. The official news comes more than six years after NBC floated the idea of the return of the show that launched spinoffs, by the way, Criminal Intent, Trial by Jury, L.A., True Crime, recently renewed organized crime, and the longest-running primetime live-action show in American television history, which is SVU. Unbelievable. Sam Watterson, Law & Order's second-longest-running cast member, was open in 2015 about his interest in returning to the series. 
He said, I'd love it. Uh, I'd love to get, uh, got to break that record. But, you know, we'll have to wait and see what ends up happening. Because uh, Law & Order was, uh, there were one season away from breaking Gunsmoke's 20-season record as TV's longest-running primetime drama series. And Wolf was furious when that series was abruptly canceled, canceled I'm sorry, after the end of its 20th season. So I can't, Listen. Uh, for some people, that is just appointment television. And oh, yeah. I, I, does your wife still watch all those shows? Not as much lately. <clears throat> right, uh, right. We were talking about that last night. She's taking a break. Now it's all home improvement shows. Home improvement. Nothing right. but that. Yeah. Mulaney has a great bit about Law and & Order uh, and, the, and, yeah. the, and the characters and the witnesses that yeah. they, they uh, interrogate or interview and... You know yeah, how they can't be troubled with a homicide detective <laughs> uh-huh. because they got to stock the shelves. Yeah. <laughs> or the guy who was tending bar yeah. with five hundred people in the bar last night, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I remember that guy." Yeah, <laughs> there's also- <laughs> something about going downtown. Yeah, there's also a great montage of famous actors who got their start on Law and Order. Yeah, Rob McElhenney, oh man, Charlie Day. I mean, yeah. there's just a lot of these people come through, and they get. A small bit role on Law & Order and then go on to bigger and better things. All right, we're already running really late, and I have to put this story in here. So one more, and then we get to the clips. The mysterious college set spinoff of Amazon's hit series, The Boys, has been brewing for a while now, but has finally been given the official go-ahead by the studio. There's a spinoff to The Boys, Steve. Right, yes. We heard rumors, and I'm glad that it's going through. Listen, I have faith in these guys. According to the press release, the spinoff has been greenlit to tell the story of America's only college exclusively for young adult superheroes <laughs> run by Vought International. Oh, that's great. The show, still untitled, will be irreverent and R-rated while exploring the lives of hormonal, competitive soups mm-hmm. as they put their physical, sexual, and moral boundaries to the test. So, as far as malevolent companies in God. sci-fi and superhero stuff... Vought is way up there because of what they're doing to babies. Yeah. Oh, it's now, crazy. What is the one thing that they can do to ruin this series? There's a lot they can do to ruin this series. But what is, I think the uh, one annoying thing... Annoying casting. Well, annoying casting, but I think the introduction of any sort of time traveling or time manipulating superhero. That, that, automat- that kills it for you? Uh-huh. I can see that. I don't think they're going to do that. So the spinoff will star uh, in, in names I'm not familiar with. Jazz Sinclair, Lizzie Broadway, uh, Shane Paul, McGee, Amy Carrero, Rena Hardsty, and Maddie Phillips. So familiar faces uh, from the boys' creative team like Eric Kripke and Seth Rogen. There we go. Will serve as the executive producers. So they're going to be doing it. There's no air date yet. But if you haven't seen the boys, if you, got, if you don't mind... Raunch and and uh, and gore in your superheroes, man! Oh man, you got to see that show. You will be fanatic for it. Insane! It is Emmy nominated. Yes. Yes. All right, uh, clips. Let's do this. A robot designed to make humans happy discovers its own humanity along the way, and I'm your man. And here Dan Stevens talks about the challenges when it comes to playing a robot. You know, bear in mind this isn't an android who's just content with being an android like C-3PO or something, you know, he's actually trying to become a human, you know, and, and a better man for Alma. So he's he's listening and learning and calibrating. And he's also been pre-programmed with some human, you know, cheesy chat-up lines and some moves, you know, but they're, they're not quite right. Good. Shut <laughs> your hole! I'm Your Man is uh, showing in limited release now. Here's the next clip. Competition is heating up on Dancing with the Stars. Ooh. In this clip, YouTube star turned contestant Olivia Jade talks about her experience on the show. Here we go. It was 
exhilarating. It was insane. I honestly, like, I tried to stay as present as possible, but I think I, like, accidentally blacked out the entire moment after I finished because I was just so nervous. But I had so much fun, and I'm looking forward to the following You week. suck my d- and shut the f*** up. Huh? This is YouTube star. That's... Isn't that Lori Laughlin's daughter? Right, Olivia Jade is a, actually she is a YouTube star. She I mean, she is a famous person's daughter, right? You know but I mean? she's actually she was, yeah. yeah, she actually did. Yeah, I know you're exactly. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. She's, right. The reason why she's on the show right now is because of all that stuff. Yeah, new episodes of Dancing with the Stars premiere Monday nights at 8 p.m. and that's on ABC. And there you go. That's so she, have, yeah. she has like two million YouTube followers, where the other uh, JoJo Siwa has like 23 like million. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, that's what I got for you this morning. Don't forget, secret text word, chance for you to win some tickets, a pair of them, to the Bates Motel and Haunted Attractions. Text word, secret to 39333. We're going to take a break. We're going live on Fox Good Day. we got the Thursday night kickoff happening. Uh, Joe Manorese is going to be in, of course, a money clip. So we got a full docket today on this Wednesday morning. We'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, we have the first shot at the money clips coming up at 8. And Joe Matarese is going to be on the show. And we have some giveaways with our friends at the Steam Pub. And that's in conjunction with the Bud Light Thursday Night Kickoff. So those things are coming up. But in the meantime, we need to take a stroll down the streets of Philadelphia. scooby Wawa. He's the man who knows what's going out on the street, pounding the pavement with his little feet. What I don't know is where the shut your hole clip came from. Uh-huh. Still. What? Shut your hole! <laughs> we, have, uh, we have a number of theories, and we're going we're gonna to try to track down the, the actual full audio clip if we can find that. This is a massive out. undertaking, but we are determined. Yeah, so, all right, uh, there's a story of a young man out of Philadelphia uh, that's become a bit of a viral sensation. Uh, he's playing football. Uh, his name is uh, Naeem Powell. He's 11 years old. <laughs> And he's gigantic. He is. Oh, really? Huge. He is gigantic. He's oh, I didn't bigger see him. than his coach. He's Whoa. 11 years old. Okay. How big is he? Casey. I don't have the stats on how tall he is, Case, but okay. he's adult size. They didn't include anything on his actual size, but he is running <laughs> through a line of opposing players like nothing. I mean, just casting him away, no problem. Mm-hmm. He is big. One of the guys, I think it was his coach, said he's 35 or 36. And he would run away from him. Casey, look at it. We're, oh we're watching a video clip. He's he's bigger. He's than eleven. His coach. He's, he's 11. eleven. Well, that's <laughs> now, not fair. Some, some people don't believe that. Yeah. Now, when my my daughter was cheering uh, for our local football team, the Harleysville Eagles, so I was you know I didn't have my none of my kids played football, but I was there for the games, and um, they do it by weight. Now that makes more sense. So they say they they literally weigh the kids before the yes. game. Well, that was how I played it all growing up, yeah. and then not until when I was in eighth grade. Then when I was in eighth grade, I played for the school, and it didn't matter how big you were. Um, and I literally I could step onto the scale before a game in all of my pads and my helmet, and and I didn't even come close to. Uh, and if you and if you weighed more, like if let's say the weight limit was eighty pounds, if you were eighty and a half, you couldn't play that game. And uh, yeah. you were disqualified. And we're, we're looking at this kid running <laughs> plays or play, playing in a game. Yeah. And number one, okay, he could <laughs> he easily like he could easily hurt one of these kids. Yeah. Big yeah. yeah. time. And number two, that can't be much of a challenge for him. No, playing so, with people that much smaller. So it's it's an interesting situation. But the kid's massive at eleven. Um, so there was a woman that I worked with at the Sixers. Her name was Kathy Drysdale. I worked really closely with her and her son Derek. He was probably about two or three years old when she would bring him to the games. Right. 
The kid was two, two or three years old, and he was giant. He was <laughs> like, you would look at him and you would think, you're like, oh, were you in first grade? You know, right. like, he was so big. I just read <laughs> on her um, her Facebook page, I saw it pop up. Um, he was the, Derek is the uh, number two recruit for the 2022 class of uh, Duke's men, men's basketball. Duke okay. men's basketball. There you so, go. He was really so, tall. Yeah. So okay. he, but I mean, yeah, oh yeah, he was. Yeah. But you, you looked at him and you thought, he was. You're like. There's no way this kid is too. Yeah, there was a there was a kid that uh, when when my boys were playing uh, baseball uh, in our local teams, there was one kid who like when he stepped out of the plate, you go, "You've got to be kidding! <laughs> yeah. What? You've got? There's yeah. no way!" And they and he went to our school, and so he was in the same grade as my kids, and right. but so much bigger that it just you're like. You look like an adult. Well, yeah. like what's going? But it does happen. Yeah, it yeah. does. It does. Absolutely. Um, so size doesn't always mean that you're right. good or no. talented yes. or, or whatever. In football, I mean, it really helps, right? And so you can oh, play yeah. offensive, defensive line. He can stick the ball in his hands and, you know, stick him in goal line situations. And it's almost a guaranteed touchdown. But it doesn't mean anything. I Now, I had friends that were bigger than everybody else uh, when I was playing Little League football. And they played a weight up, right? There's a certain point where... You have to make that decision because they're either going to be dangerous to the kids that they're playing against, right, right. but you can't move them up too much, right? You can't, you know, like this kid's 11. He can't be playing college football. Well, you can't be playing him with, let's say, freshmen in high school or, or you know, anything because then. He, he, at his size, he could, yeah, I mean, who's he going to play? He, but, but he's, he's still a child. Yeah. He's still a child. And so, uh, you know, he's child uh, mentalities or whatever. My kids played basketball and there was a kid and I, yeah, it had to be like fifth, sixth grade. So he couldn't have been more than 12 years old. And he was definitely over six foot at this point. <laughs> and, um. Uh, he, he was, he was a big kid, right? Like he wasn't just tall. He was, um, you know, he had mass to yes, him and right, stuff right, like yeah. that. And he wasn't like overly skilled in basketball, but you just put him in the right spot. Well, you know, to that point, this, this guy, what's his name? I forgot his, his name is, uh, Naeem Powell. Okay. And he plays for the West Philly Panthers youth team. So Naeem here is, uh, in the footage that we're watching, Seems to be pretty good on the field, uh, you know, besides his size. Yeah, apparently he's got some skills, yeah. uh, according to the uh, the story that I read. Uh, it's not clear what sparked his growth spurt. Footage of him playing has already racked up almost 40,000 likes and 2 million <laughs> views. Uh, in the clip, of course, he can see he can be seen time and time again tackling other players. That's what he does. Imagine if you're a regular size 11 year old and uh, you're what? facing off against that. Uh, that's no. what I'm thinking. I wouldn't want my kid to play against him. Yeah, yeah. They, they're, I'm sure they've told him, "Look, <laughs> go easy. You got to go easy on these little guys on these average size guys." <laughs> uh, Naeem has at least three more years in the West Philly Panthers, um, and he's as- still growing. Uh, the teams are there for kids ages uh, 5 to 14. Uh, the West Philly Panthers are nonprofit, and uh, they, uh, you know, they have a bunch of different sports activities. Um, they've been doing it since the '90s, but if, this kid is just massive. I mean, it's not a school program, then it has to be weight football. Like they don't. I would think so. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He's, he's, he's hasn't hit puberty yet. Yeah. The uh, the Eagles have uh, three offensive linemen who are injured and uh, <laughs> uh, probably need some holes filled. So I don't Bring know what eleven year old. I don't know what this kid's doing on Sunday, but um, so you talk about like the weight and the age and all that kind of stuff. So we're in a position with Jason and where his birthday is and what grade he's in. Mm-hmm. Um, that when he plays sports, so he can never and it. it 
bothers me, and I, I, I bring it up all the time, but he can never play the uh, like the travel sports or the where you have to go and try out and make the team. Like he's only the the, the club team because of where his birthday falls. What he, he, some of the, so like with baseball, um, he's ten years old. If he, if he were to try out for that travel team, he'd be playing with twelve year olds. Like to me, he's going to get hurt there being 10 playing with the 12 year olds mm. um and it, you know it's the same thing for for all of the sports but it's just because of where his birthday lands right mm. Mm. what okay. if you were to play against full adults yeah. professionals <laughs> yep. yeah uh hang on a second here uh we have uh brian who i guess is large because he played with all he had to play with older kids because of his size hey brian good morning hey good morning guys hey what's up buddy I was just calling because when I was like, uh, I was 11 years old, and I remember this distinctly because my jersey was number 11, but I'm like six foot three, and I've always been a big guy. I'm, I mean, I, I, I've been getting into bars since I was like 14 because I was wow. way older than I am. How, how, big um, were, how big were you when you were playing sports when you were like in elementary school? I was playing uh, with the 15 year olds at 11. Um, was yeah. it weight league? Was it weight league, or was it um, was it just because of your size? Um, it, it it was it was uh, weight league. Okay, uh, so and, you had and, to, yeah. Okay, yeah. And so we had there was one. Oh, we lost. We're losing him. Um, oh wait, say that again, Brian. We we were you were breaking up. Say that again. Sure. There was one other guy on my team uh, who was also the same age as me. He was in my class, um, but he was a, had a little bit more of an issue. He didn't look as big, but. He was a little bit on the heavier side. So pretty much every game, um, all they had him do was literally wear a black trash bag under his uh, pads and uniform and everything. And he spent almost every game. I don't think he ever played a single game. Yeah. Why did he wear a black trash bag? Uh, so my buddy John used to do that. To lose but, cut yeah, weight? Yeah, to cut weight. Yeah, so he'd be running the fields. Like right. if, if our, field, yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. Have the 11-year-old try to dramatically Here. lose weight like that. Try bulimia. Right. Right. <laughs> That won't come back to haunt them. Yeah, yeah the wrestlers wow. used to do that in yeah. high school. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, run oh, to, on the to cut weight. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my god. Uh, take a portable sauna. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Carry yeah. yeah. around like spit cups and like it literally <laughs> yeah. hang out by radiators so that they would sweat it out. I mean, it's, yeah. it's insane. Not yeah. healthy. Nope. No. No. Uh, it's like wow. Vision Quest. Brian. So when did you? When did? When did things level out for you size wise? How old were you when uh, when people started catching uh, up? Are you there, Brian? You made him cry, Preston. <laughs> yeah, I think we lost him. So I was talking about skill level before, like, just because you're big doesn't mean you're skilled in, in whatever position. And I bring that up because when I played football in eighth grade, that's where your weight didn't matter. And I was I was a little kid, right? So when I was a freshman in high school, I was 4'11". But when I played football in eighth grade, I was probably even shorter than that. Steve, they had me playing defensive line. What? Because I was faster than the offensive oh, line. okay. So right. if you can get off the ball, like, I would be in the backfield before they even stood all, you know, stood up. You know, that was when I peaked. I peaked in eighth grade. That was, that, like, was it. that was my best year ever. Yeah. And then, and then, then it was that, all down. Then it was off to Vietnam. <laughs> right. All right. Well, anyhow, I guess uh, keep an eye out for this kid. His yeah. name is uh, Naeem Powell at, at 11. And I'll bet you, oh, man, I'll bet you there are recruiters keeping an eye on this you kid. You better believe it. Absolutely. Wow. That's pretty wild. All right, uh, let me see. I got some other things from the city to bring up to you. Um, we'll move on to this. This is uh, this is not from Philadelphia, but it's uh, a place that thinks it's Philadelphia, which is Delaware County. Yeah, been uh, claiming we're for Philly since 1789. <laughs> uh, there's a a mailman, Al Campan- uh, Campanel, uh, or Campan. I'm not sure. How would you pronounce his last name? Campanelli. 
Uh, C-A-M-P-A-N-I-L-E. I mean, I know Campanelli's. I don't know if they spell it with a, with an E or, or an I at the end of this. I'll try Campanelli. All right, so uh, Al Campanelli is described by the Lansdowne residents along his delivery route as professional, consistent, and kind, and is retiring from the U.S. Postal Service after 37 years. I love these stories. And to show him how much they appreciated his years on the job, residents set out 200 bright yellow signs with, Aww. thank you, Al. Typed in blue on the lawns along his route of ten years, oh, all leading to his final stop on Greenwood Avenue. I, I this every time I hear stories like this about a mailman, I I knew my for years. Oh my, I knew my Tom mailman, mailman growing up. Absolutely, he would come drink with my dad in the middle of the day. <laughs> oh, let's go to the strip club. <laughs> Have yeah. drinks like my dad That's be like, funny. come on in. Um, <laughs> but you know what? At least in, in my neighborhood, in my area, um, our mailmen change. So they change their routes. So you don't have somebody that's been on the same route for 10 years. Like, mm. they'll change every couple of months. So you'll get to know somebody. Like, whenever I put out a holiday card... I don't. I, I don't put the name on it anymore because I don't know who's. You don't know who's going to take it. So, and I, I've had. I've put out multiples just because we've had a couple. But, yeah. but over the past, now we do have one very consistent mailman, the nicest guy. He's great with our dog. He has a little, you know, the the whole thing, you know, like dog treats and stuff. But um, yeah, well, they don't. Ch- they, they they rotate them. Like they they are. It's not like they're losing their jobs or these people are right. quitting or anything. Right. There's still male men in the area and male women, but um, they rotate them for some reason. I've, so you have somebody who walks up to the house. Steve? Yes, All yes. Right. So I've yeah. I've never lived anywhere that had somebody with a walking mailbag. Yeah. It's always been the driver pulls up and and drops. Right. Them. So oh, I don't right. really okay. get to know them. Yeah. I, I've, I've, I'd see them and wave and say, "Hey, how you doing?" But I, I don't know. I've never known my. So he'll he'll park. The, the the vehicle and then walk Preston mm-hmm. the the houses. So um, I also learned uh, from one of our mailmen that there are specific walking routes and then there are specific routes that they drive. So oh, like right. my street is is the walking street, but one over. Uh, so a friend of mine, I forget what happened. She ended up talking to them and they, and he was like, "Sorry, I can't get out. This is a driving." Is it, route. Like, is it just arbitrary or, or what, what? What determines what? Because but the, I, but the I, I'm going to bet your one block is not much different from the other block, right? Well, my, my house is specifically because my mailbox is not on the street. On the street. Like All theirs right. is on the street, but he wouldn't get out and deliver something because it was like he he couldn't. He said right. this this is a driving route. I have to stay in my vehicle. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I remember in grade school when uh, the mailman came to our school, and I don't think it was like a planned like show and tell type of day. Right. Uh, he was just there and. I was, we were all mesmerized because he was in the cafeteria and he would say, okay, you know, what's your name? Or he would say, what's your address? And you would give him the address and he would tell you what your name was. What your house huh? looked like? What what kind of cars you guys what had? Your like, what your mom wears to bed? Your mom wears to bed? Who she's been banging in the middle yeah. of the morning? Uh, yeah. yeah, but your it was mom neat. has a little visitor that comes by yeah. when you're at school. Oh right? yeah, your dad goes out of town a lot. Yeah, your dad's out of town. He's like in April, he's out a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this guy uh, apparently he's uh, um, hey, your mom's like a like a cougar. He's not even yet 60 years old, and he's retiring, man. That's wow. pretty good for you. I don't know if he's going to go and do something else or not, but he was treated like a, a local celebrity. People took turns sharing stories of his commitment to protecting their mail and greeting their dogs. Uh, Campanelli, who's uh, from uh, Ridley Park, 
uh, said that he suspected that the neighborhood was up to something, partly because he saw flyers for the celebration <laughs> in people's mailboxes. <laughs> but he was blown away by the turn. Yeah, probably not a good idea right, to send yeah, the yeah. invitations via the U.S. Postal yeah, Service. Send it UPS. Yeah. Um, I love this. I remember when I would get things, Preston, when I first started to get, like, uh, Famous Monsters of Filmland, or I'd get these signed vibe magazines, or Mad Magazine delivered to the house. And uh, the growing up, the mailman would be the guy who'd go, you know, hey, you got your 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 uh, Mad Magazine is in, and it was it was a cool thing to have as a kid. Casey, that reminds me of uh, Better Off Dad when he's a hey, Badger. Your book on how to pick up trashy women just arrived. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was the mailman. Uh, so Campanelli uh, said, "I didn't expect this." Uh, and he said it was so surprising. His wife, uh, Terry, daughter Kelly, and son Jim were in on it as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, the uh, the people that organized it were Virginia, Marin, and neighbor uh, Carly, uh, um, or says Carol, maybe, uh, Carpenter, began planning the celebration weeks ago after they heard of his retirement plan. I can so. tell you what every one of them wished to bet. So <laughs> listen to this. They enlisted 18 block captains. They collected cards and Aww. money from 230 households along this route, and then they printed the lawn signs. Uh, and apparently it wasn't hard to recruit people. Uh, Carpenter said uh, residents frequently cheered anything for Al when they heard about the plan. <laughs> and they don't want it known publicly just how much money was collected uh, to thank the carrier. But Carpenter said it was a few thousand dollars. That's, that's so awesome. cool. Yeah, that's, that's so cool. nice. That is a classic hometown community thing. And yeah. that's that, that's what makes the your quality of life that much better to yeah. have these people. It's a great gig, by the way. I mean, it's it's a government job, and, and he's been in there long enough, so you're saying, man, he's retiring early, but like... You, know, you, you can wear get, shorts. You can wear shorts yeah. if you want to, but you get in early enough, and then, you know, you get a nice pension, a nice retirement, like... You know, working for the post office is a good gig. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of is the Sesame Street, these are the people in your neighborhood. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, thing, yeah. Which is, uh, which is right, you know, the mailman was one of those people in your neighborhood. Huh? So, uh, hang on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to Nick here with a comment real quick. Nick, you are on the air. Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, Gadzooks, buddy. What's up, man? So, I used to work for the post office, and I was what they call a rural carrier, is which is yes. where you drive up to the mailbox. Yep. The reason why we don't get out. It's because it was a liability. So say if you fall and sprain your ankle, you'd be out. And the reason why Kathy sees all these different people is there you have career employees and non-career employees, which are subs. So that's why they're always rotating. Okay. All right. Yeah, my my son's actually entertaining the idea of maybe working ah. for um, the U.S. Mail. And, and uh, someone had recommended try to get rural routes. Yeah. Yeah. They're uh, a lot easier. There's... Um, uh, they're better paid, but yeah, I wouldn't recommend working for the post office. How, how, you, oh, wait, you wouldn't recommend? Working, why, why not, no, Nick? No. Why not? Um, because it takes a while to get a career to be a career employee. Yeah. It, like it would have taken me ten years to get my own route. Yeah, it took this guy like three years of working yeah. just part time. I didn't know if like right now because there's a lot of places Shortages. that are looking for employment yeah. that maybe that gets a little fast tracked. I have no it's, idea. Well, I mean, listen, it's... how fast you retire. What's that? It's all about who retires first. Okay. And then right. that's how you get the route. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. So look for a place that has a lot of old people. Yeah. yeah or that yeah. place in yeah. Delco where this guy's retiring. <laughs> yes. Spots open up right there. Yeah, I mean, to me, it sounds like any career a- anywhere, you know? Like, you got to pay your dues. You got to get in there. And, you know, like. You want fame? Fame cost. <laughs> fame cost. You ain't fame. <laughs> um, but if you get in early enough, like, yeah, I wouldn't recommend, like, if you're. You want roots? Roots cost. Already, like, you know, into your, well into your adulthood. But, you know, for somebody like your son, Preston, he's young enough. Yeah, like, yeah God, why not? I, hey, if I there are any suggestions that, about that, please email me. Anyone like can get, 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 get Thanks, Nick. Get a postal job for, for you would be great. Um, 
the rural thing actually sounds kind of cool. If you were delivering to a scenic area in like Bucks County or whatever. Yeah, and he's kind of solitary yeah. anyway. And, right. and he would like to do something like that, I think. So. We had to get mm-hmm. rid of a dog because it kept attacking the mail. Like traditional, yeah. it attacked uh-huh. the dog, attacked the mailman. I mean, every time uh, Tom, and Tom did not want to stop drinking with my dad. So every time Tom would come up, he'd be like, you got to get rid of this dog. But um, he, but he would, it was so weird. He would only go after the mailman. Like yeah. a kid could walk down the street or like somebody riding a bike. It was the damn mailman. We had a uh, we had a, a FedEx driver one time, uh, and and my dogs who have the the invisible fence, they can only go so far in the yard. Um, and they're little Yorkies, they're tiny little yeah. dogs. They came out. I didn't know they were out front, and she came walking up, and they were they they really anybody who steps on the property, they bark at. <laughs> And she freaked out. Yeah. And she's like, I have been bitten before. I'm sorry. Uh, she's yeah. like, you just, I, yeah. I, it scares the hell out of I me. And I'm it. like, I you get understand. it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I apologize. I'm like, if you if they're out and you just want to leave it by the, the mailbox, they won't come out that way. You can do that. That's fine. But Why don't yeah. you come in for some drinks? The dog, <laughs> I should take that. You want a drink. <laughs> but that's it. My, my cousin's a mail carrier, and he like has a very healthy relationship with dogs. And he's like, listen. The dog, when you come up to their house, they bark at you, they go crazy, and then you walk away. And so in the dog's mind, they just did their job. They did right, their job. Right, they yeah. did their job. Exactly. I barked, I let him know to get away, and he got away. By the way, here's a text that says, uh, I ended up dating my mailman. He knew an inordinate amount of information about my life because uh-huh. of his job. And he knew exactly where her slot was. That's right. That's right. All right. So uh, congratulations uh, to uh, Al. Apparently, he's well-loved in his uh, community. That's great. So I thought that so was great. Nice they did that. What? One more, one one more. more little one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Riquito. Okay. Uh, this is the last City Beat uh, story. Uh, students at Temple University have furiously called out one of the college's premier dorm complexes for allowing enormous fly-infested piles of garbage. <laughs> To pile up in the corridors of the $800 a month residence. And this isn't something like, oh, okay, I in your mind, what you imagine it looks like, it's like a dump. Wait, uh, is this a dorm or, or like off-campus? It's off-campus. So okay. the, the, the now viral video uh, uploaded to TikTok by users claiming to be the students at uh, at the university, claiming to be students at the university, document enormous mounds of residence, trash, and recycling that have apparently been left in, to pile up in the hallways of an off-campus apartment complex called University Village. One of the clips, which is posted by a user known as uh, DJ Anna Basque, uh, shows her filming a friend as they walk down the corridor to discard their trash in an assigned area, only to find that the garbage has already spilled out of the trash room and into the corridor, leaving piles of bags, boxes, and other discarded items. And she said, I'm about to document this because there's just no way that we are paying this much rent and they can't even put our trash or, or put our trash in the trash. It's It's... That's it's awful. Pretty mind boggling. Yeah, we're looking at it. It's it's an entire it looks like an entire room filled Ew. at least three yeah. to four feet high with garbage bags. Come on. Uh, another user named Lindsay shared a similar clip revealing a near identical scene outside of the trash room in what appears to be a different corridor. And a bunch of people had chimed in uh with the uh with comments. A third person had said, uh, it's a joke. I live here too. One user said they used to live in the off-campus apartment complex, which is described on Temple University's website as being the premier student housing choice at the college, claimed that she struggled with rodents while residing in the building. <sighs> she said University Village was awful. We had mice when I lived there. Another res- resident said they have roaches there, uh, and they're paying all this for I'd it. freak the hell out. So are they, are they short on sanitation staff? or I didn't see anything in the story that had uh, comments from the... Uh, from the uh, University Village. And I don't know if the city is responsible for Temple's trash or um, if it, that's a college operation. Right. Yeah. That's the question. 
Yeah, I don't know. But it's, yeah. it looks pretty unlivable. I don't know if it's a short staff thing or if this has been going on for uh, more than a few seasons or not. I have no idea. So. You know, Nick, I don't remember where our trash was in college. Like, I don't recall. It was usually behind the fraternity house. You yeah. just toss the bag right <laughs> but, out the yeah. back. But even when I lived in the dorms my freshman year, like, what the freak did we do, used to do with the trash? I can't. I can't remember. That's not good. No, no, it's not. But, like, I mean, this is, like, uh, it, this is what my kitchen would look like at home if it weren't for me and my wife because my children would just allow. Right. Oh, I've you know? done that experiment, too. <laughs> that was a it funny experiment. just builds up. I'm like, I'm going to leave this here and see what happens. Right, right. They didn't take squat out to the trash. Uh, anyhow, they're saying it's pretty nasty. Listen, I would love to keep going. We got to go on Fox Good Day. Yes, we do. So we got to stay on time. So I'm sorry. That's all in the city beat. It was damn have. good. Thank it's you very much. Wow, wow. Wowie. Wowie, because owie. All right. We're going to be bowie. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. Like I said, yes, uh, Fox Good Day. Uh, and some giveaways. I'll make sure we give something away when we return uh, for the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff at the Steam Pub, which Marissa is going to be there uh, in the MM Army tomorrow night from 7 to 9. We'll be back in just a sec. Make sure you stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's it's not. Can you believe football is back? This Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Interact me, swoop in and win sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2022 Eagle season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve show. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, uh, let's see. We're going, I don't know when we're going on Fox Good Day. Normally, oh, there's Marissa. She normally gets Probably me a, a little countdown here and when we're doing this. But uh, we have a new Daily Rush video for you to check out. Uh, the title of it is Casey Boy, Casey Boy, Casey Boy, Casey Boy, Casey Boy, Casey Boy. Oh, <laughs> It says, dare you to say his name five oh. times. Oh. I thought it was like, Buffalo, oh, he just Buffalo. kissed me. Uh, I forgot. Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say five times. Forehead. He on the forehead. <laughs> Thank you. That was very sweet. Uh, if you follow MMR on Instagram, you will get the Daily Rush videos sent right to your feed. And it is sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. And you can learn more at Xfinity.com. The videos are also on uh, WMMR.com and all that other good stuff. So take a look when you get a chance. The latest uh, Preston and Steve Daily Rush video. A uh, quick reminder before we go on Fox Good Day, we have a secret text word, a chance for you to win a pair of tickets for the Bates Motel and Haunted Attractions. Text the word secret to 39333. And don't forget the big friggin' deal this week at WMMR.com. You buy one, you get one free ticket. So it's two tickets for just 50 bucks, and it is the number one haunted attraction in America. Uh, and that is till the end of the week, and they are open now, by the way. Uh, but check the hours for Bates Motel because uh, they're not open for the full week. We just had Randy Bates on yes. yesterday, but I think it's I think it's weekends only as of now. Right now, yeah. All right, we're going on Fox. Good day. Here we go. 
All right, President Steve, we have yet another study for you. Karen is with us today. Uh, this study says families who listen to music together form better bonds and are less argumentative. The study included, well, thousands and thousands of adults. And listen to this, 42% think they are closer to their loved ones, especially their children, if they share music. I, buy, I agree? totally agree with that. Absolutely. We listen to music together uh, in my family, and I, I like to hear what music is, is uh, new to my kids, and they'll play it for me. And uh, yeah, I think that's important. I think it's really well, cool. What music are they? Uh, are they? What listen? What are they listening to? Uh, you know what? I got I got really lucky. I turned my kids on to <laughs> yeah. the Beatles early on, and they are they're oh, big wow. Beatles fans. So I'm like, oh, I did one good thing as a parent. <laughs> um, and so, like, my daughter is more adventurous. She she seeks out music on YouTube from artists that oh, are yeah. really you know independent and smaller, and and she will play songs for me. And then I'll, we do this game where she'll play a song for me, I'll play one for her, and we kind of go back and forth like that's, that. That's I'll, cool. We'll that's try to awesome. match really the tone is. of the music and stuff like that. So she's my my music head, and then my son likes uh, like parody songs. What my oldest son does, and then uh, my other son Carter is into he's into like Queen and the Beatles and ACDC yeah. and all the all the stuff that you MMR plays. It's really, awesome, man. It's really lucky, right? Yeah, yeah. They're all three in prison, though, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, so, <laughs> but a couple of them are in juvie, but yeah, but they're allowed yeah, to have yeah. radios. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's also a sign of respect, though, because like you're meeting the yeah. other person where they are. My husband's a huge classic rock, you know, so he indoctrinates the kids. All my boys that way as well. But it's also good to like. I mean, I'll listen to whatever like the top music is. All oh, right. So, yeah. yeah. Well, well, listen, so and, listen to any of that. and I'm lucky that, that my kids haven't thrown any music at me that I don't really like. Like, if it was, this is just my personal preference. I'm not into country music. I'm not into uh, more of the hip-hop side of things. And I would I would be try to be open to that a little bit, right. but it would be going against my own personal taste. So I'm lucky in that regard. But if if you are going to have your kids sharing music with you, you, you need to... Try to be open if you can, right? And sure. and, yeah. ex and accept what they're what they're playing for and you. Maybe they'll do the same. Does that open us like about a minute? Right? You oh, give them that's yeah, about yeah, it. That's about this is the most horrible garbage I've ever heard. <laughs> well, I'm all over the map then because uh, my son uh, he listens to my stuff, and I'll be listening to Lil Uzi Vert, and I'll be listening to Lil Nas X, and then with my daughter she'll listen to my stuff, and then I'm listening to <laughs> Dear Evan uh, Hansen, Dear Evan Hansen, which I love by the way, right. or Newsies. You know, I can't yeah. tell you how many times I've right. heard Santa Fe from uh, the Newsy soundtrack, but it, it's what you do. It's it, it's what you said, Karen, so you meet them where they are. Yeah. It's bonding, for mm -hmm. sure. It's also funny when they go back uh, a distance, because my son plays sax in his school band, and the other day they learned Land of a Thousand Dances by Wilson Pickett, and they're playing wow. it at, at the football games, and he's like, Dad, do you know this song? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I do, and it's a great song. So you never know where they're going to discover it and, and when they're going to discover cool. it. Yeah. I saw. I actually saw Wilson Pickett when I was in high school. Whoa. Live. That's what? how old I am. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. He's a legend. Uh, I also, one of my favorite moments with my two daughters, uh, we I took them to a George Clinton Parliament yeah. Funkadelic. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. It went on till like 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it had to be five or six hours. It took four hours for George to come out of the bus yeah. and get onto the stage. <laughs> and no, that's cool. And the contact high was amazing, but they still talk about it to this day. That's yeah. awesome. It's yeah. a bonding moment, man. It's legit. Sure was. Yeah. Excellent. All right, guys. Thanks, All right, Take care, guys. We'll see you. See <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, for real. I, I find those, I find that to be very special moments. when Because music is very personal yeah. to you. You know, what, what you like, what you love, what you want to turn people on to. And if you can use that as a, uh, 
as a communication, as a bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, it's awesome, man. I, I, I dig it. I find those moments when my, my daughter and I sit and listen to music together very, very special. We, yeah, we would listen to all sorts of stuff. We'd listen to soundtracks. We'd listen to, you know, Wagner, to Roy Clark, to the Beatles, to... Uh, my grandmother was into uh, Pink Floyd, believe it or not. That's awesome. Yeah, really? So, yeah. So she was she was a musician, and you she lucked out because my what? my grandma was into Perry Como. And like, <laughs> I, I like some Perry Como. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know. But like band, I, you know, when yeah. I was a kid, I had no connection to whatsoever. But like old AM stations used to play. And, and early FM stations would play everything. Right. Like you would have, okay, for the next half hour, we're going to play German death metal. And, <laughs> right. and then right. followed by our Perry Como special. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, I just looked at the clock. It's 801. Oh! 93.3 WMMR. It's time for an MMR money clip. I'm scared. Now, here's your money clip keyword. And that word is current. C-U-R-R-E-N-T. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. And there are three ways for you to do that. You can text it to our special contest short code number, which is 45911. But if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, just enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. And one random entry wins $500 in our company-wide contest. That person gets a call from Beasley. Make sure you answer your phone, okay? We don't want you to miss this. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com. And it's sponsored by Horizon Services. So let me give you that word again. It is current. C-U-R-R-E-N-T. Good luck to you. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre all right, we'll begin. Oh, our sponsor, by the way, is uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK to get in on the action. A snake-swallowing daredevil has died mm. after a viper bit his tongue and throat oh and caused a horrific allergic reaction. Oh. So they they, they weren't uh, poisonous snakes and everything were up for grabs? or Yeah, so here's the deal. A video showed this farm worker performing a trick in which he traps a snake in his mouth in front of workmates in a watermelon field in Astrakhan, uh, Russia. Right. Reports say the man had twice before put the viper further down his throat, but on the third attempt... Seen in the footage, the snake bit his tongue, and while the snake is poisonous, its bite should not be lethal to humans. All right. A few hours later, the unnamed melon farmer who was admitted to hospital, the hospital and diagnosed with what's called Quinsky edema after his tongue and throat swelled after an allergic reaction. So that's oh, what happens. He was reported to have suffered anaphylactic shock. His tongue could barely fit in his mouth, and he was left gasping for breath. Uh, frantic <sighs> efforts by doctors failed to save him. It didn't need to happen. Uh, snake swallowing is said to be a popular trick among locals. Yeah. And the snake was... I am best snake swallower in town. The snake was called a step viper, uh, found among the stems of picked watermelons. The step viper is poisonous, but only insects can truly fear it. For humans... The poison is not dangerous. I'm king of the melon farmers. Uh, the agricultural worker died solely from an allergic reaction similar to what might happen with a wasp sting. But he was trying to swallow a snake. <sighs> a man has been charged with indecent exposure, and I have two stories like this. Uh, following uh, an incident at a car dealership on Thursday evening, 40-year-old Raul Mitra was arrested outside a Fox Volkswagen after a call came in about a suspicious person. Deputies arrived to find Mitra in the car, in the parking lot, behind the dealership, wearing a silk mask, bondage gear, 
uh, and a woman women's lingerie without any pants on. Oh, can explain. Uh, the sheriff's office said Mitra was lying on the front seat of the car with his driver's side door open and his genitals exposed. Perfect, Morgan. Uh, deputies <laughs> ordered Mitra out of the car and was uh, taken to the county jail. Now, oh, boy. A related story, completely different uh, town, uh, different state. A customer shopping for a used car discovered a naked woman pleasuring herself in the rear seat of a 2010 Jeep Wrangler parked outside a Florida auto dealership. I'll take it. Uh, Police were called Wednesday afternoon to Bob Tyler Toyota in Pensacola after a customer complained to a sales associate about a naked woman in the back seat of one of the vehicles on the lot. Jack, make sure there's a naked woman pleasuring herself in every car. When a dealership manager opened the Jeep's door, he spot he said he spotted Alex King, 37-year-old, naked with her legs spread wide oh, open. Man. A receptionist reported that the suspect was, quote, Pulling at her vagina. Oh my God! Is that how you do it? I, no. Maybe that's how uh, this woman does it. I've been I've been wrong. A third employee who called it's not nine, like a paper towel dispenser. Nine one one told police that a coworker called him to the front to get a vehicle that a uh, homeless woman <laughs> that a homeless woman was inside pleasuring herself. Oh boy! Does that feel pulling, good, man? Pulling at her vagina. I don't know. I don't think so. Here, hold this. After King exited the auto and walked away from the dealership, uh, employees noticed damage to the car's interior, including a broken radio and, quote, a period stain on the back seat. Can you uh, do that one more time, Steve? Manager estimated uh, King caused $1,300 in damages to the Jeep. Uh, What's your name, ma'am? People can... One witness uh, told cops that the uh, auto smelled so horrible that it went straight to detailing. Casey, have the ricochet thing standing by. Look that. This is when she lets go, actually, Steve. (laughs) I'm cringing. I don't even know what's going on. What's what's going on in the automotive world? Uh, She was charged with burglary, criminal mischief, indecent exposure, and providing police with a false name. According to the dealership website, the convertible Jeep Wrangler Unlimited Sport, which has logged nearly 84,000 miles, is available for $23,116. Uh, the listing makes no mention of any recent stains visited no. upon uh, the car's gray cloth Let seats. me tell you something about this little honey. comes with a menstrual stain. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to talk to the manager. Yeah. All right, and then one last story. A California shaman. Charged with starting a wildfire that is threatening thousands of homes, claimed that it started by accident when she was boiling bear urine to drink. (laughs) Alexandra uh, uh, Soverneva faces up to nine years in prison for allegedly sparking the fawn fire, which has destroyed destroyed 41 homes and 90 similar smaller structures and is threatening 2,340 others. Don't even talk to me until I've had my first cup of bear piss. Uh, She has pleaded not guilty. She is now being eyed for possibly starting other fires across the Golden State. As the fire in Shasta County raged on Wednesday, uh, Sovereneva claimed that she had been hiking and trying to get to Canada. Yeah. Uh, She told forest officials that she was thirsty and had come across a puddle of what she believed to be bear urine and tried to make a fire to boil it. Uh, She found that it was, quote, too wet for the fire to start. So the urine was too wet? I guess so. 
Uh, she should have gone with turds. So she downed the water that she thought was animal urine and continued on her way. <sighs> they do. Uh, well, she's a lunatic. Why am I trying to yeah. reason with her? Sovereniva eventually got trapped in the bush uh, amid the inferno and had to call the fire department to help her. Uh, she was asked yes, to. I'm currently in bushes I got trapped in when I was attempting to drink bear piss. Uh, she was asked to empty her pockets and fanny pack, which had CO2 cartridges, a cigarette lighter, and an item containing a green leafy substance she admitted to smoking that day. Workers at a nearby quarry reported seeing a woman toss two small CO2 cartridges that matched the ones uh, found in her bag the same day at the fawn, uh, that the fawn fire ignited. Huh. On her LinkedIn, uh, Suverneva lists shaman as her shaman. current occupation and indicates that she was a doctoral student at uh, SUNY's New York College of Environmental Sciences and Forestry. Oh, boy. An attorney for Suverneva told her initial court hearing that she'd made statements to law enforcement that indicated possible mental health crisis or something to do with drug abuse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for Steve, you. is it those Bear grills videos where they drink the elephant? Uh, the oh, water God. out of the oh, elephant God. poo, like they yeah. squeeze it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and so, if, if you're stuck in point. the middle of the savanna somewhere in, in Africa and you find elephant turds, <sighs> apparently you can drink the water that's contained within. I'm gonna die. At a certain point, is life really that precious? Right. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. You're right. What are you doing? What am I fighting on? <laughs> what am I holding on for? Uh, I reality. just rang out a. An elephant turd for a drink. Yeah. All right. Well, I got things better than elephant turds to, to give away as far as uh, food and drink go. The Steam Pub is where Marissa is going to be with the MM Army tomorrow night for the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff, 7 to 9 p.m. It's in Southampton. And I have a $25 gift card. Call number 17 at 215-263-WMMR. Now, if you go there, you could win a pair of tickets to this Sunday's game against Kansas City. And a signed Brandon Graham jersey, courtesy of Bud Light. You can click on events at WMMR.com to get wow. the details. Uh, they brought by a bunch of great food for us this morning. They have a Rico's stuffed portabellas, uh, the 5K salad. It looks amazing. And the Brad Fox sliders. Oh. Uh, which is cool that they named that. In honor Brad Fox. That's yeah. great. All right. So let's get you on board. Caller number 17. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. How you doing? My name is Anthony Delisandro from Anthony's Upholstery. Auto, boot, and small claims. The number is 856-631-9021. 411 North Grove Street, Berlin, New Jersey. We do it all. Custom and original and repairs. Next message. Hi, this is Lynn from Firefly Lash Studio, located in Berlin, New Jersey. Here at Firefly Lash I pride myself with giving each client that look that they're trying to achieve while also giving them a relaxing experience, all at affordable pricing. And hey, a face mask looks so much better with a fresh set of lashes. And guys, gift certificates are a great gift. Please check out Firefly Lashes on Facebook and Instagram pages for booking. Or you can call or text the studio, mention President Steve, and receive 10% off your service. Looking forward to seeing you. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. Steve wanted to do a butt plug this morning. Oh, why's your mic? Oh, I there. don't know. That's okay, Preston. Uh, yes, I appreciate it. There is a rally that I was apprised of concerning ACT, which is the Animal Care and Control uh, Facility for Philadelphia. It is, it is 
apparently, and I've seen video and pictures to confirm this, in the worst shape it's been in ever. And that means animals are suffering. And that means something needs to be done. And uh, the actual um, uh, copy on the uh, form or the, the flyer for it says, Rally for Change for New Leadership at Animal Care Control. And that's what they're looking to do because ultimately... The buck gets passed and old habits are repeated, and the end result is these animals are suffering in substandard conditions, and something needs to happen. So tomorrow uh, from 4.30 to 6 p.m., City Hall, the North Apron, 1400 John F. Kennedy Boulevard, there's going to be a rally trying to get everybody from the mayor and anyone who can help institute an immediate change you see animals in very bad conditions over there, and there are people who are not equipped, whether through their skill set or through their demeanor, to make sure that these animals are going to be treated in a fair and proper way. And so that's what's that's what the big push is about. So it starts here, and we see if we can make a change. And and uh, you know you can't you can't continue what's going on there now. And hopefully you can participate. All right, and that's I'll put the information up on the website. Nick, right. help me out. Yep, yep. Make sure we got there. There is your butt plug. Right, and you can look you. for other uh, activities and things where you want to help out in the neighborhood, uh, in the community. You can certainly find it at uh, WMMR.com. Did um, you say activities? Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. Oh, yeah. The return of fall activities <laughs> happens on Friday. Get yourself ready. Make sure you have your uh, uh, your notebook ready. We'll, we'll have everything posted. You don't really have to do that. But um, Kathy's got another stack of activities for us. And uh, it appears to be a stellar one again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, I got a, uh, uh, I thought this was a fun text when we were doing the um, Bizarre File story about the woman pleasuring herself in a uh, <laughs> car, in a, in a, on a used car lot. Right, yeah. I got a, a text. Says, longtime listener Tom here in Pensacola driving by Bob Tyler Toyota yeah. as we were doing that story. That's that's amazing. The place where that happened. So thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, and then, okay, more ther- theories coming in on the shut your hole uh, clip of Casey, uh, which we had completely <laughs> forgotten about. Steve played it earlier this morning. We shut go- <laughs> your hole! Uh, this one says the shut your hole outburst occurred during the conversation about Casey Slathering Ranch dressing on his pizza. No, 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 way. It was no, way it did before not. That. that was a completely different rant. Kathy, shut your hole! <laughs> um, a different angry outburst. Somebody, Marissa, found a, a, a little bit closer clue that it had. Was it Quentin Michael? I think yeah. it was that Quentin might Michael. be it, and That's... it had something to do with his middle name. Yeah. yeah. So Marissa found in uh, the notes. It's we talked about it at camp. Out. So Quentin Michael must have come to camp out and we talked about Casey's outburst uh, about Quentin's middle name at camp out and the note said that Quentin didn't remember. So it, ha- it had to have originated with him and yes. something to do with his middle name. Yeah, yes. that happened December of 2009. So okay. trying to find all the times he came into the studio <laughs> in 2007 oh and 2008. God. Unfortunately, his name is uh, spelled um, different with Quentin Michael. <laughs> oh, so yeah. uh, our intern logs are not... Perfect. Oh, wow. So, okay. We will find this. All right. Uh, well, thanks for spending it. Shut your hole! Much time on that. This has uh, been a Marissa. whole morning thing so far. God. Well, it's funny because we, there, as with our actual conversations during the show, things go off in all sorts of tendrils, <laughs> and, and we can sometimes not even remember where it started. So oh, yeah. finding the history of this one is going to be pretty amazing. Yep. It had something to do, I think, with his middle name that it was written down. And, and uh, well, I, yes. think, I think Casey was trying to get him to say his middle name. 
which why it was a big deal. We didn't know what it was. I don't know why. And then Kathy kind of stopped him from doing it. That's, Kathy, shut your whore! That's a vague memory that I have. I don't know if it's correct or not. So It's we, amazing how inaccurate memories, you know, become after. You, you oh. had done one of your uh, uh, segments on Impressed where yes. you were talking about what we believe we remember is probably on any given day, what, 30% accurate? You know what I can't remember? Rochelle and I share this in common because we were just talking about it the other day is when things happened. Yeah. Like as far as time frames of, oh, yeah, oh, yeah that was two years ago. Oh, yeah. And I'm way off so the you, mark. You, Every single like time. Well, that ago. was like five, six, seven years ago, right? No, it was six months yeah. ago. You know, I mean, it's terrible. So I'm I better. I can't do it. Claire is not good at it. I'm I'm better at it, and and so I can I can get the the, the frame of uh, of reference. There are a couple of things I can think about, and I go, okay, well, it's before we moved into the new house, or blah 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 blah. And, sh- and but I know I, I see that happen all the time. Where but that ha- there are some people that are oh yeah that that was April 1992. Yeah, uh, yeah. how do you do that? And they just they know they know exactly. When I was in school, it was easier because I could I could whatever something happened, I could go okay. I. This was yeah. uh, around this time, my junior year, so it was either, you know, 1991 right. or 92, you know? Um, I posted so- something on Twitter the other day where I really believe this. That I think that the 70s and the 80s and the 90s are their own distinct decades, but everything that's happened since September 11, 2001 seems like one giant, long, plotting decade. I'm with you, man. And, and, and so the last 20 years... They've they've gone by in the blink of an eye. They've taken forever. There's been a million things that have happened. I can't distinguish between things that happened in 2005 and 2000, 2015. Is that just something that happens once you turn 40? Right, or so, is it... No. Or is it... Well, people were, were responding. And I put this up and there was a decent amount of response on on Twitter. And people were saying, no, you're just getting older. But I don't think that that's it. I, I think maybe that's a part of it. But I really think that time... Our perception of time has changed over the last two I, decades. I think there, there are more environmental and external influences and things going on mm-hmm. that cause us to have difficulty remembering proper chronology to certain things. I think that's it. That's probably entirely wrong, but that's what yeah. I feel. Yeah, Nick, because more specifically, the, the 2000s and the 2010s, the teens, Yeah, that all seems like one time they, frame to They me. blend, and, yeah. and I think our attention has been diverted by a million more things than it, than it ever used to be. Yeah. There have been an enormous amount of crises over that amount of time, but there were always there's always stuff going on. You think, know, there's always one thing that's, you know, that's bad in the news anyway. Yeah, think of the defined decades of, of you know, the last century, and then I, I refer to everything from... 2000 to now as the blobs. Yeah. The blobs. Well, let me ask you this. I like it. Um, I think music has a lot of uh, say in how a decade How feels. to mark a time? Yeah. Well, no, no. How, how a decade feels. You know, 80s music definitely has a feel uh, different than the 70s music, different than the 60s music, different than 50s, and then 90s had a feel. The music from 2000 to, to now is all sort of... I think you have a point, young man. Same. I do. I, I think that is a very mm. legitimate point. There, there hasn't there, been there, a... there, were, there for example, and, and maybe this maybe because we happen to be in an industry that is fueled by music mm-hmm. that we're seeing it this way. But like take talking about Nirvana and, and Grunge, that that set off a period of time. Yeah. And it uh, wasn't just grunge that it set was at the beginning of a decade, too. Yeah. Right. And, and and that influence went for that entire decade, right. you know? Huh. And and in the eighties it was Flock of Seagulls. Yeah. No, no. It was uh, but well, I mean, that sound. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. When you think of Flock of Seagulls, what you don't think of the seventies or the nineties, you right. automatically 80s. think eighties. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. 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 
memories... pick up your game, blobs. Our memory's <laughs> all messed up. But let me go to Pedro, who wants to chime in on the most important conversation of the morning. The Kathy shut your whole clue. Shut <laughs> your hole! Hi, Pedro. You're on the air. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gadzooks, Dad. Gadzooks, yeah, man. What's up? Hey, uh, the way I remember it, it was uh, many years ago. Um, <laughs> Casey was trying to get uh, Quentin Michael's uh, middle name, and he didn't like his middle name. So his wife was, I think, in the green room. So he went over to ask his wife, but she never told him. But he said that he, she did. So I he had to kept telling him, "Shut your." Uh, no, she never told him. He never said anything. Shut your Pedro, I think Pedro's nailed it. I think that's it. I Casey was trying it. to convince Quentin that his wife had told had him, told him, but and it you wasn't were saying true. no because he was he was embarrassed. Like he didn't like his middle name. He yeah, he just doesn't like it, so he didn't want to say it out loud. Okay. Kathy, uh, shut your whole <laughs> I, You really I got think mad about a middle I, name. Jesus. I think that's in there. Hang on a second, Marissa. All right, Casey, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Quentin Michael follows you on Instagram. Can okay. you slide in his DMs right now? Slide but he doesn't even remember. remember. Marissa, there's he no might. way he's going to remember. He doesn't remember but the follow-up to it. But I bet you his wife will. I don't know, man. Maybe we'll we can we can validate it. Uh, that, I, well, I think we can Pedro find out got his, it. His middle name, maybe. Yeah, he's got a po- he's got a it's podcast. He's got a podcast with Jason Avant. He probably wants to talk about that. So. All right, no, no. all right, Pedro. I like it. Thank you, man. We appreciate it. No problem. Have all right, take care. Hey, we'll see you later. Pedro's the man. Hmm. He can't do it. No one can. Right. Well, I hated my middle name for ages. Oh, really? What is it? Uh, it's O'Neill. Oh. Uh, nice. But it, but here's the deal. My uh, my family members jokingly would call me Preston Oatmeal. Oh, scumbag! And they killed it for me. Yeah. I hated it. I've since I've I've completely brushed off that middle name. Um, yeah, but your mine's pretty pretty clinical, straight up. Michael, Stephen, yeah. Michael. What I would get is I would get since it was spelled P H E N. I get Stephanie. Yeah, I'd get when they wanted to to rib me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is my own family. Yeah. Yeah. Sister, my, my aunt. What's O'Neill? <laughs> Is, it, is, it, is na- it are you named name? after someone or oh, something? It's not even a no. word. <laughs> well, no, like mine's a family name. My middle name is after my grandmother. I know Nick's. Um, What's your middle name? Mary. Okay. That was my grandmother. Um, I love Nick's son's middle name, Duvall, and that was, you know, there was a connection. That's a cool name. Yeah. My ex-wife and I met in uh, Key West, and so the main street that guy uh, that drives up and down um, Key West, Florida, is Duvall Street. We added an L because I like the actor Robert Duvall, so it's Benjamin Duvall McElwain, yeah. Okay. My brother's middle name is Xavier. That's is a it one, real? Yeah, like Thomas that. Xavier. Mine is, uh, mine's Lincoln, and uh, like Abraham Lincoln, and my dad's uncle was that, but it just, my parents just thought it was a cool sounding name. And so All that's, right. that's I would have thought said. Kathy's middle name would have been Joplin. Right. <laughs> Joplin. You know? <laughs> Kathleen Janice. <Yeah>. Oh, <laughs> like, wait a minute, what is that? <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Kathleen Joplin Romano. <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah, I named my, my oldest son, uh, Parker, his middle name Orion. And I named it after the um, celestial, yeah, after yeah. the the constellation. Yeah. Because when we go to work in the morning in the winter time, you step outside, it's big and bright in the yeah. sky, and yeah. it's impressive. And I always thought that was a cool, you know, very large thing uh, to throw at him as far as a middle name goes. So anyhow, yeah, we did family names for middle names for all my children. So right. like Patricia, uh, Elizabeth, John, like those are all names yeah. of aunts and fathers and. That's sort like of that. like yeah. the way to go. If you, if the first name isn't, if you're not named after somebody, it's like you can throw it in there in the middle yeah. name and still yeah, we'll like check pay. a middle name out. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. well, that's how they the royals do that all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah Archie is a is a yeah uh, Archwell. Yeah, is, is a, it's a family name. Right. No, so all right, interesting, but we may never know. Quentin Michaels. We're going to find this <laughs> middle name. No, no, no. Shut <laughs> your hole. <laughs> but I think that's what all that excitement. <laughs> 
<laughs> was about. We're going to find this out. <laughs> we'll see if we can narrow that down. Uh, let me see here. Do we want to keep talking about middle names? I see some phone calls coming up. I don't know if anybody... Take it for a spin, and then uh, well, we'll all look up. at each other and go, this is going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, they hung up. Right. Did, you, did, did you point to this? You want yeah, to I like it that. that? Right, we only have one day to talk about that. Okay. We have forever to talk about. You're right. Names. I, I have some other things. I was thinking about just saying institute. Maybe we'll we'll stumble That's like back the, into uh, that. the Chicago song. We have forever to talk about middle names. Um, I know the song. But uh, today's uh, coffee day. Yes, oh. National Coffee Day. Yes. The U.S. and Canada mark National Coffee Day together. Oh, so over to Tim Hortons. I didn't know that. Yet. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they, are there any Tim Hortons in the United States? That's a good question. Maybe in like in probably New York, northern or, parts. I guess yeah. I've never been there. Uh, maybe I did once when we were in um, Niagara Falls, but yeah. I didn't. They're not just in in Canada though. They have, believe it or not, like uh, United. No, no, no. Like uh, Dubai. Has, oh, sure. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's a, yeah. a very successful chain. We run on Duncan. I do want to yeah. mention right. that. But yeah. it is National Coffee Day, so we're actually going to talk about some other coffee places well, because of. Uh, some specials and things like that. Did, Duncan is having a special, by the way. Okay, uh, that's good to know. Did you see the uh, text that came in earlier, Preston, from the uh, the Wawa manager? No. He's like, well, because they have free coffee today as well. And he's like, it's a long day for all of us here. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. yeah. yeah. Okay. When they're cranking out coffee. Yes. Uh, and I would, when I would come in in the morning uh, into work, when I would, I, I don't sell a Wawa in the morning anymore. I just come straight to work because I make coffee at home. But um, when they, they'd have all of those canisters lined up getting ready for the morning rush yeah filling them up with any any place that specializes in coffee yeah that's why we get here we have the we people may not know we have our own duncan coffee bar yeah yeah Yeah. dunkachino a junkchino machine dunkachino hot chocolate mint hot chocolate yeah it's all there there's a mint hot chocolate most people don't don't get that that one's always the hopper's always full on that they don't peruse down the the button pushing that's what i would go to hey by the way speaking of wawa um then you only have another day uh, but if you're a teacher, you get free coffee for the entire month of uh, September. Okay. So you get one more that. day. So maybe today's not the day, be- well, you know, you- to feel special because everybody gets free coffee today. But <laughs> tomorrow, if you're a teacher, you can get your free coffee at Wawa. Well, there right. you go. So Duncan has a free medium hot or iced coffee with any purchase at their restaurants today with the offer being limited to one per order. And you use the app. If you can get that app. Oh, it's so good. It is really easy. Yeah. The Duncan app. Yep, absolutely. And I, like I said, I, w- I was speaking at the beginning of the show earlier this morning. Um, I had a um, uh, medical test done yesterday, so I had to fast. It's a standard procedure, and I couldn't eat anything, eat or drink anything. I'm like even water. Yeah. Uh, from midnight until my procedure, which is almost like two o'clock in the afternoon, so it was a long stretch. And I normally grab a cup on my way out of the house. And then when I get here, and right as the show begins, Casey brings me another cup of coffee. So that's my standard routine right. every single day. And man, was I out of it yesterday because I couldn't have any coffee. I didn't know yeah. what a slave I was to the bean. You know, it's yes, I love the bean too. Yeah. The the um, I will say this: I do not get, I do not get a caffeine rush from coffee. However, I don't either. It is so into my ritual. Yeah, to have the you know because when I come in. After I'm done setting up in the office, I go and put on the Dunkin' in the in the in the kitchen, and, and so people sort of, you know, meander on through, and they and hopefully they make coffee if they, they expend it. But that ritual, that taste, that smell is a switch for me. So in the morning. I don't get a I don't get a a, a rush per right, se. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. I don't get a, all of a sudden ah, ah! I don't get a thing on the world, but. 
Without it, shut your hole. Without it, I realize that I'm down several notches. So it's funny. uh, It's become part of my my standard procedure. Yeah. So maybe Uh, not a caffeine rush, but sort of a caffeine dependency or something. I guess so. When when I was driving, uh, doing stand up, and and driving from New York down here to do radio, when we were first getting everything going, um, if I wanted a to wake up, if I wanted to, you know. Continue the trip with my eyes open. <laughs> that's the way I prefer to drive. I would get a, a Coke. I'd get a, oh, uh, right. a something with sugary would do it for I me. I see. Mm. How often do you guys drink, have coffee? In the Every, day. Day. Every day. Every I mean, day. How often through the day? Twice. Oh. Just the morning for yep. me. Yeah. And then I switch to tea. And then I do blow right before bed. I <laughs> do. You shouldn't do it right before bed. I know, but yeah. I like to have my dreams be vibrant. I do. I do one as, as I'm leaving the house. Uh, I get the, the, the cup that Casey gives me here. And then I usually have like a two o'clock in the afternoon cup at home. If I, especially if I'm mm. taking a nap, and that's that's an irregular basis. Never has a second cup at work. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Every day. Yeah. A third cup of coffee for me is is not the norm. Uh, sometimes I have to. Do you parse it out? Do you do? Because I do. I do a third of a cup. A third of a cup. A third of a cup. No, I do twenty ounces and then twenty ounces right. and then I'm done oh, for wow. the day. Yeah. I do. I think I do fourteen ounces each time. I don't know. What's uh, I have a, a yeti. Uh, what's that? Twenty? Is that twenty ounces? Probably. So. Or twenty-four? Yetis. Yeah, but the standard. Just yeti. like in nature. Hold uh, it up. No, this isn't the yeti. This is uh, my Dunkin' Cup. It's about that size, though. Uh, yeah, it's about this size. I'd say that's twenty ounces. Okay. Yeah, does it say it on there? Uh, it does. No. Oh, jeez. What? It's twenty-four ounces. Okay. Now I will say uh, that with my yeti and this, I don't fill it all the way because I um, black. I, uh, I do black. Uh, but I have to cool it off with ice or pork cold, cold water. You throw a pork chop and, yeah. and steep it in there. Yeah, so. I skipped coffee um, on Sunday, and Oof. I was surprised. I had no headache. There, I wasn't lacking any energy. How were your BMs? Uh, <laughs> my BMs were fine. Um, yeah, because uh, I trust me, I've gotten that caffeine lack of caffeine headache before, but um, I was completely fine. I was like, oh, maybe I should try to continue this. We're going to need you to bring in a stool sample. Uh-huh. Uh, so we take a look and see what's going on there. You probably have one saved up already, right? Uh, um, yeah, and I, I, um, I'm not. Um, I don't like really fine coffees like like pierre is a fine coffee guy like he goes for the la Colombe and everything yeah. i was at um uh, penn university hospital yesterday and they have a la Colombe place there too and i'm like mm, it's too strong of a flavor for me yeah. i like mine nice and mild yeah right so the exactly for me the regular coffee uh, uh, um and again it's such a subjective thing i'm, yeah. I'm not sure. you know attacking other people's choices I like, um, you know, what would sit in, in that realm that you described, Preston. Yeah. Uh, sometimes when you change the coffee filter in the kitchen, it looks as if that's a devil's food cake sitting in there. <laughs> yeah. Dude, but so much. Uh, it's such a crapshoot on yeah. what you're going to get out well, of the coffee it, machine because people make it differently every yeah. time. That's the thing. You're talking about how, you know, how you like your coffee. So it depends on who makes it. I'm, Pierre? Like, mm-hmm. I'm like Pierre. I would rather. Really? Yeah. I would oh, my ra- God. Like dark and bold. Yes. If, yeah. if Sometimes I'll, like, at a restaurant, you get coffee after dinner or whatever. I'm like. Like, this tastes like brown water. Like, yeah. what, what is the point of this? So, uh, what I didn't know uh, until just a few years ago was that, like, some people like a darker blend, uh, like a like a darker roasted coffee, but it's the medium blonde coffee that actually has more caffeine. So, the longer yeah, they, darker they, doesn't necessarily mean more caffeine. No, and they, the right. longer they roast a coffee bean, the more caffeine they're roasting or cooking off of it. So. It's like it's like some beers, like as people figure a stout or a porter mm-hmm. has more alcohol in it because it's thicker and darker, and that's. Definitely not always the case. What's the new blend? It's in the Duncan copy with the with the chocolate 
Um, oh, the chocolate, chocolate notes, notes. Guatemalan yeah. one or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I like that. It's Guatemalan good. or Colombian. Uh, I like that. One hundred percent Guatemalan coffee, featuring smooth and rich chocolate notes. Yep, that's the one hundred percent Guatemalan coffee. Shut <laughs> your hole. Hey, Eagles fans, join on the Dunkin' app today and earn rewards. <laughs> Did you just make that up? Yeah, no, I just read words. it. <laughs> uh, hang on here. I have uh, Doug. Hi. Doug, good morning, sir. How are you guys? Good. What's up, buddy? So I am 47 years old and have never had a cup of coffee in my life. Oh, not okay. one single cu- a- a- a taste? Not, not, a, not even a sip. Doug, wow. you'll hate it. It's an acquired taste. Yeah. And I, and I think my, my kids all play travel softball. They would all play softball and stuff. And I see people in those morning games holding their coffee, looking happy and I just, I, will, I, I, I always went to soda. Doug, right. I'll say this. I'm not, I don't drink it black. I don't drink, I, I'm drinking a version of coffee that includes mm-hmm. uh, uh, fat-free milk and a little bit of sugar. Yeah. And that's the way I drink it. So I don't, I, if I, I don't like just black coffee. I need to jazz it up a it, bit. It's the smell that turns, I grew up in Jersey driving past the Molita Coffee Factory on 295. Wow. Smell. So that Doug, strong coffee smell never turned me on. All right, so you don't like the smell. So you've never that. even just even had an inclination to just try it. Nope. I, and at this point, I think it's just the stubbornness that I, I yeah. don't want to okay. live my life without having it. If you if you do ever try it, don't just get black coffee because <laughs> it'll be horrible. You'll need to get what my wife and I just call the frou frou coffee. So we say, you want to go get a frou frou? Yeah, go get a frou frou. <laughs> uh, get something that's really sugared up and uh, and and has some uh, you know chocolate or vanilla or something like that. And you might right. dig it. It's Spice a cool, it up. It's a cool flavor. It's like when you first try figging, right? Yeah, you, 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 you don't want to do it all. You're not right. Like it. No. All right, Doug. Thanks, man. We Give appreciate it. A small so, piece yeah. of ginger. Give it time. Yeah. Uh, Steve, I know you like gadgets. I saw, um, all right, so what's that? Uh, it's not Sky Mall Magazine. There's something like that. Sharp where Image? It might be Sharp Image, but there's another thing that's like Sharp. I, Rosenblatt's I, or whatever it is. Man, I, it, I just saw a TV commercial. Yeah, like Schlemmer? It was playing in the background. Yeah. And wait, anyway, you Schlemmer? No. Schlemmer Schlem Slacker? Yes. Schlemmer. <laughs> All I want to say is it's the coolest looking coffee pot, uh, coffee machine, coffee brewer, whatever you want to call it, that I've ever seen. You know what happens when you get those things? I know you've had it as well, Preston. I, I got a super duper, you know, uh, uh, make the coffee at home, and, and uh, you can do the French press, and you can do the, the lattes, and you can do the whole thing. Yeah. No, this thing is more of a work of art than oh, anything else. I see. I see. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay. And you know who has... If you in the in the movie Live and Let Die, James Bond has a coffee maker that is, at that time, had to be... Thousands and thousands of dollars, but yeah. the thing is, it, it's a ton of work to do it when you can just go. Are you talking about like an espresso machine? Yeah, or something? Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 My, work. My friend Mike, he is a strictly a French press guy, and I'm like, man, it's so much work. It is good though. Oh, it is. You know what? I saw this um, on ABC News this morning, the National News. There was this woman who uh, does latte art, and uh, it's unbelievable. And it only takes like 30 seconds. How? How does that happen? It's a, To me, it's like it's the same skill required with an Etch-A-Sketch because you can't, you know, your lines have to be so continuous. Well, so she she puts the foam in, in a general shape and then she takes, I guess it must be chocolate and uses this uh, this metal toothpick. and Like she a swizzle? Draws these things like, I mean, these faces and stuff and, and like Spider-Man. And, really? And, oh yeah, dude, it was really cool. And like her and uh, she's conferenced with Ryan Reynolds to show him how to do it. Like, she's become a thing now. Oh. Um, and it, it, it only takes just a, a few seconds to do it. She's one of those insanely talented yeah, people. Yeah. 
and uh, I would love to be able to do that. I flirted with the, the latte art stuff. I, I couldn't get the consistency of the uh, of the foam to come out just right. I could do a little bit of it, but there are, <laughs> there's a, there's an art, there's an art to it. To and then honest. once it was done, were you did you hesitate before sipping? Like, do you no, sit there and admire? No, <laughs> okay. I, I, I wanted to drink it and then do another one. Gotcha. You know, okay. Make another one after that, but. Um, no, coffee's a uh, it is a culture in and of itself. Yeah, oh God, I yeah. Remember pre Starbucks when Star- Starbucks obviously was the game changer uh, as far as designer coffees oh. and things like that go. When that hit, I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" Yeah, yeah. five dollars for a cup of coffee—that <laughs> is absolutely the most ludicrous thing I've ever right. heard. Of. You can get it for. 50 cents. I went to uh, Seattle for summer vacation before I fell off a mountain and uh, I swung by the original Starbucks. It's right near Pike Place in right. Seattle. There was a line that was a quarter of a mile long to no. get into the original Starbucks. And that was the, that was the draw because the, 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 the menu is exactly the, the same. The exact everywhere. same menu, yeah. the exact same prices. It doesn't look like uh, any other Starbucks. It's got a different design out front. But, I mean, I, I guess the original anything is appealing. I mean, maybe people want to go to the original Hooters in Clearwater. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, I saw the line. And I was like, all right, that's good enough. We just yeah. move on to the next one. <laughs> right, you don't need to wait to go inside. Yeah. I like my local barista. I have a couple of places near me that I, you know, I, listen, I'm a Dunkin' guy. I love yeah. Dunkin'. But, you know, if I want to get something fruit, and fruit. just, well, no. Uh, fruit? One fruit. nearby you? Uh, places nearby Single me. Fruit. Uh, just a little fruit. Yeah. Half well, fruit. But again, like, fru. like the mailmen, they, they're always changing. Like, you'll you'll get to know your... Uh, your barista? Dun- yeah. Like, yeah. at Dunkin', you'll get to know the people, and then they move them around from Well, they store need that caffeine jolt when they're done yeah. drinking with your father. Well, the thing for me and my Dunkin's, <laughs> neither of them are drive through so you gotta, you got to get all the way out of your car. What? <laughs> there, there is one, and I again, I love the, you know... <laughs> There is one, uh, and it's it's a Dunkin', and I and maybe I'll talk to the people. The drive-through, it's an older layout. You have to be a stunt driver. Yeah, the, the other ones are great. It was in an it was a, a strip where they obviously things were set in place and they couldn't quite make it exactly right. And I'm I'm like driving my car as slowly as I can around the corner, and you just make it. It's it's a nightmare. Steve, yeah. mine's like a go kart uh, track. <laughs> oh, like, really? Yeah, like you could probably hit a car, you know. But it's okay. <laughs> you just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um, but whenever I go to a coffee shop, I always have like pie in the sky dreams. Like, all right, I'm gonna get some crazy. How's luck. your pie in the sky? <laughs> but I end up just getting the black coffee every really? single time. Yeah, I do. Like I just you know. I'm. I sometimes, habit. sometimes I don't want to drink my calories. You, well, to your oh, pressure, okay. to your thing, yeah. to your thing, it, it's it becomes your ritual, yeah. and and we we at some point whether you believe you are orange, you're, there's something you are a creature of habit over, and when that habit gets. Uh, delayed or deferred, it mm-hmm. screws you up. And so, if I'm going to Dunkin', I can't, in my right mind, get donuts or Munchkins. And then get like a sugary coffee. So I just get the black coffee. Because I want the donuts and munchkins. I want I want the, those well, to be my sweets okay. and my and my calories. You my know other question is, yeah, can you go to Dunkin' without getting donuts? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. I, the, the glazed donut is like it's a classic. It's so good. I mean, yeah. and you can't just get one. <laughs> I remember this one thing of of, uh, of a coffee memory from when I was a kid. My dad and I were going to play golf, and I was a kid, and and it was. Already in the morning, and it was blazing hot and humid. It's already like 90 degrees, and my dad's like, I got to stop and get coffee. And he gets this steaming hot <laughs> cup of coffee, and I uh-huh. look at him, I'm like, you're insane. Yeah. Oh, why are you drinking that when it's this hot out? 
I was before iced coffees and things like that. Oh, yeah. That, well, my know? mother, uh, the, I, I mean, I remember, you know, for years and years and years, I don't care how hot it was, what kind of heat wave it was. Now, she was not coffee. She was tea. But a steaming hot yeah. cup of tea in the, in the hottest situations, and she said it would cool her down. Uh, hang huh. on. I want to go to a uh, few people are, are commenting on uh, Tim Hortons real quick. And we have, uh, is your name Jantry? Is that correct? Yeah, that's me. Hey, Jandry, what's up, bud? Hey, so uh, actually, you guys mentioned that earlier, Tim Hortons. Yeah. Uh, Dover Air Force Base, they actually have one. No kidding. Are you uh, you in the Air Force? I was. I was stationed there for nine years. Okay. Huh. All right. And that was like the, a regular spot for people to grab their coffee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there probably once every couple of weeks or so. I would stop in there. Okay. Dover's only like... Thanks, like five man. hours for appreciate. Yeah, yeah, well, there's one apparently in the PPL Park in um, uh, Allentown. Really? Uh, yeah, there's uh, one in Stratford, New Jersey. Hours. Oh. No, no, there's there are there are local ones. There there are ones that are nearby. What's the closest I, one? I think it's Stratford, New Jersey. Um, I'm sorry, we went on Duncan. Connor found this. This is it. Uh, coffee barista machine. It's called the Smart Tech. Barasur coffee machine. It's got a beaker. Yeah. It's got an actual yeah, beaker. It's got all the parts. Part of it. Um, that's pretty cool. It's what? really cool looking. And Touch yeah. of Modern was the name of the uh, site. Is there uh, a video that shows it running? Um, uh, because, Or is it, just, is it just simply the artwork of it that is the draw? Does it do anything better than a Mr. Coffee? Well, well, let's read the description. If you could uh, expand on that description, I'll, I'll read it to oh, you. Oh, hang For on. the most pompous of consumers. It says, imagine waking up to the aroma of freshly brewed, brewed connoisseur-approved coffee. I did not approve this. Yeah. Uh, or tea every morning with Barristore's brewing alarm clock. Ooh, an alarm Oh, clock. okay. It's, it's a brewing alarm clock. It's supposed to wake you up to the smell. Uh, Casey, that's what it is. All right, and it looks like I want to see how much this thing was. It was a. It looked like it was about four hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah there were a much. few different prices. There was one that said nine hundred something. Holy yes! Uh, and I don't know. It's oh, that's of, the one that 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 cup is for your testicles, Preston. Oh, is that what that? Yeah, is? it warms them up. I, I'm not going to read any more of this. It said uh, the the text is too small, and it's up on this monitor way up near the ceiling, and. Um, Anyhow, it's rolling. really cool looking, but no, that much you for a call, no. Case you know what happened, you get it again. I, I, I'm happy with my ninja, right? You know, that's all you need. Yep, it's all you need. What's the ninja? That's the brand of coffee maker I have. Okay. Um. Yeah, and so when you go to Target, Kathy, I don't know the last time you bought a coffee pot, but like, I had, I just, I just sat there in the coffee aisle. I'm like, I don't know what to get. Like. I definitely don't want to spend the least amount, but I'm not going to on spend the, the most. Pot? On no, the the coffee maker itself. You know, you want something that looks nice on your right on your countertop. Right? Yeah, I got the one bit. here in the office. That's the last time I got one. Right? Over, like Christmas time last yeah. year. I got a full br- when we when the construction was taking place. <laughs> I got a full brawn, you know, yeah, office. Coffee maker. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's sitting there right now, and, and that's, my it's... enterprise model is sitting on it. Right, yeah, <laughs> right. It's it can and it can can it do two different pots or just yes, one it can do two different wow. pots. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, anyhow, today is uh, it's National Coffee Day, so celebrate in your way. And keep in mind, I did read this at a, a Dunkin', our, where of course our coffee of choice here on the President Steve Show. You get a medium hot or iced coffee with any purchase at their restaurants, with the offer being limited to one per order. Um, so I'd want us to take a break because we've got Joe Mattarese coming up in a moment, but we also have these to give away, $25 gift cards for the Steam Pub in Southampton. Yeah. And we'll take the 12th caller at 215-263-WMMR. Marissa will be there tomorrow night with the MM Army from 7 to 9, and she'll have your chance to win tickets to Sunday's game against uh, Kansas City and assign Brandon Graham 
jersey, and there's other merchandise possibly you can win. Uh, click on events at WMMR.com. Steve, you were raving about the Brad Fox slider. The Brad Fox slider is, I was just going to taste it, and that didn't last. And <laughs> I had their 5K salad. It's fantastic. So uh, lots of great food. They're at 606 2nd Street. Uh, Second Street Pike in Southampton, and you can go to steampub.com. That's tomorrow night, starting at 7 with uh, Marissa and the MM Army. Call number 12. You give that $25 gift certificate, 215-263-WMMR. Coming back in a second, we'll talk to Joe Matarese and see what else we can dive into. Stay put. WMMR.com, the one thing that rocks. Events, photo galleries, car gear in the rock shop. WMMR.com. Our next guest is going to be performing at the Scottish Rite Auditorium on Friday, and he has the best angles on his Zoom camera that I've ever seen. He made sure it's just right as we are doing uh, a Zoom interview uh, with our friend Joe Manarese, hey! who is on board. Joe, good morning. Hey, I like the way just you're on camera, Preston. Yeah, you look good, man. You look good, and I like uh, I like the reference to uh, to your your show. The uh, the poster's wrong. Uh, <laughs> This is the new show right there. Yeah, which is called uh, Remember When, right? Yep. And you went with the Van Halen logo uh, thing, which is cool. Yes, a little R.H. Van Halen. I'm you a big, go ahead. Big Van Halen fan. But yeah. You've been hey. working this for a while. This the, you, we we talked about this last time. You were starting to put this together. This 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 material, correct? Well, what happened was is. Uh, that was the 2000 uh, version of it, and then COVID hit. Right. So I literally only did it two times. Uh, the, the first one was at this theater in February of 2020. And then uh, I had to shelf it for two years. And typical comedian, when you shelf material for two years, you end up, you have to write a whole new remember <laughs> when. So this one's 100% new from what I did the last time. This nice. one revolves more around music from the 80s. Ooh, we were just oh. talking about. We were talking about how listening to music. Uh, music can define our perception of time. And the point I think it was Nick was making that from like 2000 on, everything seems like a blob of, you know, as far as there's no delineation. But yet you could tell something from the 70s musically and that helped define that the 80s, 90s with grunge. And it helps you perceive the passing of time. Do you agree with that? Totally agree with that. And I'm glad you're saying that because it was... uh this this one was hard to write at first, and then once I found the first story I wanted to tell, hmm. which was m- the concert I went to at the J- at uh, JFK Stadium in Philly, I saw The Who in 1982. Okay, with with Santana, The Clash, and believe it or not, The Hooters. I guess were the yeah, first. Sure. Band out wow. There. Yeah. And it was just a, it's just a classic story. And what's even more fun about this show is. You know, every time I do it, I have to get a DJ, really, to run all the pictures that I show and play all the music that we play. That's a good idea. It backs up the jokes and the stories. So uh, the guy who's DJing is the guy I went to the concert with. Dude, that's awesome. I, I went to that tour when they were at Shea Stadium in New York. I always talk about the fact that I got to see The Who and The Clash on one bill. Yeah, I, I mean, thought the Clash sucked. I, I liked the Clash. Uh, yeah, I thought they were great. You should have come to the really? Chase show. <laughs> yeah. I thought they were a band that sounded like noise when you put them out- outdoors in front of 100,000 people. Right. Oh, no, I, I could see that. 
Shea's a little smaller. JFK was like twice the size of any football stadium, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was gigantic. I actually never was uh, inside of that stadium. I guess uh, it was just too too little, too young to uh, to go to that one. But I went to so many Phillies games and Flyers and Sixers and stuff like that, and it was always in you know in the shadows of that stadium. Right. But without giving yeah. away, you know, what you're doing in the show and all the bits, can you share a little bit about that show and and why that was part of your material? Did some was it was it the bands or did something happen all the way there? I'm sure. Well, I was 15 years old, and. Um, you know, I'm from South Jersey, so we had to take the speed line there, which was like a big, crazy thing when you were 15 and you were from Jersey and you were like a nerdy white kid, which I was. So, like, getting on the speed line to go to Philadelphia <laughs> scared the heck out of our parents. And I don't even know how we were allowed to go. I yeah. mean, the, fir- the first thing you really see is the ticket. It was it was 15 bucks, which is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> 15 bucks to see those four bands outdoor and and it was a a general admission ticket that i had so you had the field seats so that's the second picture you see is that if we would have got there early enough we would have been sitting really close but we tried to smuggle uh booze into the stadium (laughs) how old are you at the time you're 15 15 yeah and i know we had to send a friend of ours to camden (laughs) to get the booze which was we got vodka and we got one of those 64-ounce uh, soda bottles, those big plastic yeah. ones, and, and we emptied it out, and we took the RC Cola thing off of the plastic bottle, and then we put iced tea mix, which <laughs> it's so dumb yeah. when, you're, when you're a kid that you don't realize you could make the iced tea separately and then pour it in. <laughs> We're, like, trying, <laughs> trying to get the powder in that little hole. God. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. well, you guys were geniuses. You guys were like mad scientists at the time. We yeah, look we're back like, and you're like, what the hell are we thinking? We're oh, like Mr. Hilarious. Magoo's, right? Oh, my Mr. God. Magoo? Yeah. So, wait, I can't, like, believe that none of your parents thought, okay, I'll just drive you there, right? right? Like, because if this were my, you know, I have a 15-year-old, I have yeah. a 14-year-old, and if they wanted to go to a concert in the city, first of all, I'd probably be like, no. But second of all, if I said yes, I sure as hell would be dropping you off and picking you up at the door. Were your parents a little bit more laissez-faire, Joe? I I have a feeling if by by remembering how I was, because I always call, this is 10th grade. 10th grade was my... Was my smoke a lot of pot and drink a lot year. (laughs) I was like, the worst version of myself was 10th grade. And I have a feeling we we snuck to that concert. I don't think we were allowed. I think we just did it. And so when you got there, did you get, did you make it anywhere near the, uh, the stadium with your concoction? Well, that's even more classic. We made the iced tea and mixed it with the vodka because we thought we'd be able to sneak that in. And we got busted trying to sneak it in. As if they so just go, oh, it's okay. These guys are just drinking iced tea. <laughs> yeah. So we get busted, and now we have to drink the whole thing before we get in the stadium. Oh. It's 7 o'clock in okay. the morning. Oh, so they didn't no. confiscate it. They just said you can't bring it in. Yeah, so there were four of us, <laughs> and one of the guys is going to be at the show Friday night, and I have vivid memories of him. He drank it all with us, but he probably drank more than us. By, like, 9 a.m., he threw up all over himself. <laughs> yeah. 
and he had one of those Mork. You remember Mork from Ork? Mork and Mindy wore the, uh, the down vest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he had that vest on, and he just threw up all over it. And now he's with us all day covered in vomit. Right? Oh, my God. And... So we would have got in there early if it wasn't for him. So we we so we end up getting those field seats. We're at the last row of the field. Now I'm on my tippy toes for eight <laughs> straight hours, right? Because you can't see the stage. So I pull all the muscles in my calves, and I ha- I have pictures of all this stuff that I'm going to show on the screen. Oh, that's great! I can't see. I can't see Pete Townsend. All I can see is his occasional arm, that arm. Uh-huh. The windmill. The windmill, yeah. I just occasionally see his hand, right? <laughs> and I'm like, I could pick his hand out of, like, a lineup because I saw his hand so many times. And then I could, if you remember, and Roger Dolce still does it, does the microphone. Yeah. Loop, right? Yeah, it spins it around, yep. Yes, and so I occasionally see like a little mic head go by, right? And he has, he has, he always tapes up the mic. And I actually Googled a story. I don't know if you knew this about Roger Daltrey. It's pretty classic. That's why I love British guys. They're just like honest and they have a little bit of an angst to them. Mm-hmm. He said early in his career, and you guys know me from being on your show so many times, I used to get heckled a lot and not handle it very well. <laughs> right, yeah. He has a story where someone threw a sharpened penny at him while he was on stage, hit him above the eyebrow, and he's bleeding in the middle of the concert. Wow. And he goes, with that British accent, he's like, the guy was only four rows back. I could see him perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing an Australian accent. (laughs) Good day. (laughs) I sound like uh, the the crocodile hunter. Uh, So he... uh, he takes the mic and swings it, and he, and he had control of it. Yeah, he did. Oh, man. And he went, whoa, and he just, like, slung it like he was in a rodeo, hit the guy square in the face, oh. and knocked him back. <laughs> That's and awesome. Basically, I'm going to tell the whole crowd Friday night, don't mess with me. <laughs> yeah. So this is, a, this is a full multimedia thing. I love this idea. Yeah, me too, man. Is, is this your first foray into doing something this elaborate, Joe? Um, yes. Yeah. It's been, it's been something that I've wanted to do and it's taken me 30 years of stand-up comedy to figure out that you can go do what you really want to do. Just figure it out. And I've always wanted to do stuff that was more theatrical that went over more like a play than a stand-up show. Right. Mm -hmm. This sounds cool. And especially since you're going to have your, 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 your crew that went to that show in attendance, that's going to make it even more interesting. (laughs) Yeah, that guy with the, he's going to be really. I have a feeling he might be mad at me. The guy, <laughs> him, and his, him and his wife are coming. He may not like the way he presents. So, Joe, I uh, going back to the beginning of your story with the, with the ticket price uh, only being fifteen dollars. I, I actually was watching Fast Times at Ridgemont High a couple of days ago, and in the very beginning of the movie, Damone is selling Van Halen tickets to these kids, right? And he charges them twenty dollars, and they were like twenty bucks, yeah, right. And I'm thinking like twenty bucks to see Van Halen in their prime. Okay, like sign me up. But they were like they were only going for like twelve dollars, and I can't believe ticket. Yeah, prices. dude, yeah. I had my my YouTube Joshua Tree ticket stuff. It was nineteen bucks. Oh my god, nineteen bucks to go to that you, legendary show. You remember who else do Damone sells tickets to? Case uh, cheap trick, cheap trick, cheap yeah. trick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they were just we just had our big concert, Joe. The uh, 
uh, the barbecue and Cheap Trick was on the bill, and they were awesome. Also, Earth, Wind, and Fire. He was selling that to Forrest Whitaker's character. Uh, Yeah. All I remember about Damone, and well, the main thing I remember about Damone in Fast Times is when he, uh, when the one kid comes up and goes, "Do you have any Blue Oyster Cult?" And he's like, "No, I don't have any Blue Oyster Cult. Where were you a week ago?" Yeah, yeah. you are Damone for Christ's yeah. sake. Now that I think about it, yeah, you do he have. Has, he has the best line right next that if, until I was like forty, I didn't get it. He goes, "Where were you a week ago? I had forty-two pair. I was this close to work." at 7-Eleven. <laughs> and I was like, I remember being like a teenager going, what does that mean? And then as an adult, I'm like, oh, he had to get it. He almost had to get a job. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. We all remember the, 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 the scalper kid. Uh, you know, the, 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 the guy who could get things, you yeah. know, and, uh, oh yeah, man. In my school was the Seidel twins, the Seidel twins. They, uh, they, they, they sold, well, it was more like in junior high, but you, if you needed gum, and stuff like that. Like you need some bubble gum. Yeah, they, they were the they, guys. They did back deals, man. I'm telling you, they made a fortune. Right. It's, yeah. it's like Morgan Freeman's character. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Shawshank. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, um, I really had, uh, like a, I just had a nostalgic moment in the very beginning of that movie. We got the beat, and it was just all in the mall. And I'm like, and go to the mall now. It's well. That's uh, that's yeah. that that culture is know. you know, and that's I I loved mall culture. I I one of my earliest jobs was in a, in a mall, uh, and it was it was great. But you don't. We hung at the mall, like yeah, you know, and, sure. and I was. That's why know. Stranger Things did did it. Yeah, because it was you know because it, it connects with so many people. So Joe, other than than that concert, and and you're diving into you know the other '80s music. Is that is that. Uh, like that, the mall culture, does that rear its head in your uh, well, it's, routine? It's funny that you just brought up the mall. That was in my last show because okay. I said Ch- Cherry Hill Mall, where <laughs> I grew up, was the only mall I've ever been to that actually had a bad neighborhood in it. <laughs> in the mall. <laughs> uh, I know what you mean. You couldn't go left of the bus stop. There was a bus stop and then there was a McDonald's. Wherever there's a McDonald's, there's trouble. I know. Uh, that's, where the, that's where the bad kids hang out. Sneaker stores and McDonald's. Yeah, uh, I could see that. They're, 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 it was almost like, like a John Carpenter film inside the mall. Where they <laughs> escaped from New York. Do you have a uh, do you have a favorite one hit wonder musically from the 1980s? I've there's there's one or two that I mean, and once you start mentioning them, it's it's a it's an avalanche of all the ones. But I mean, for me, it's Dexy's Midnight Runners. Come on, Eileen was like <laughs> the biggest one hit wonder of the 80s. I have a weird I have a weird memory that they had another hit. Did they have? Well, another? everybody had some follow up that didn't yeah. do that well, like Men in Hats. Oh, no. You know, that had like, uh, dude. I, maybe I should start my show with that video. I mean. <laughs> Uh, the the whole Jesse's Girl video plays in this show. Oh, really? Uh, that's not a one-hit wonder, but I do reference in the show how bad my my son's fourteen. So I got his music is so bad. <laughs> his rap that has auto tune on the rap lyrics with just like computer sounds going, and I I like lose my mind when I'm in the car with him and his teenage friends. But our bad music from then is better than their best music now. <laughs> I think every we have this, I had this conversation with my wife and I was like, if you're going to be you, you know, I think I'm happy with the pocket we sit in as far as our nostalgic music that yeah, it's actually, too. you know, because also it, it transcends too, I think what you have uh, you know, Preston's sons have, have um, bought into 
Queen and the Beatles and ACDC all that. ACDC. And, yeah. So all that stuff. And then the cool thing is that when you become a fan or you're intrigued, there's entire catalogs sitting there waiting to be accessed. When we were kids, it's sounding like the classic old Codger thing, but, you know, you'd have to wait until for another album to come out. And it was all that, that, that deal. Now you have instant full catalogs at the ready. It's it's well. I talk about MTV when it came out in 1981, ruined music because now you could see what bands look like, and now like <laughs> bands like 38 Specials, careers were over. Cause they were so <laughs> <up>. <laughs> them and Christopher, them and Christopher Cross, the, the, they, the, they were done. You know that was a you're right. That that when Christopher Cross, because he had these romantic songs and women were swooning. And then he ended up looking like, uh, you know, uh, Clint Howard. <laughs> we say in, in the show, in the show, we show a great picture of Christopher Cross holding his electric guitar, guitar trying to look tough. But he looks like a turtle. Like, but when a turtle like pops his head out every once in a while yeah. to see what the world looks like, right. that's Christopher Cross. You're like, dude, keep your head in the shell. Uh, well, you remember what, one of the tectonic shifts was when Kiss went makeupless. Do you remember oh, the, wow. And MTV oh. promoted the hell out of that. Oh, that was, yes. That was a mistake. <laughs> and I remember being confused because they had added Vinnie Vincent to the band when they right. had the makeup off. And I'm like, Ace doesn't look like that. What are you talking about? It was weird. Hey, Joe, I rode my bike. Uh, it, I did this uh, tour to shore, been to the shore back in, in August, and we actually rode our bikes past the Scottish Rite Auditorium. Uh, that's where your show is going to be on Friday night. It, it, is that where you normally play when you when you do play in South Jersey? It's all, This is only my second time ever playing there. I mean, it's, it's a great, great venue. I, I Just from the outside, it's just really, really nice. I don't know what it's uh, like on the inside. It's amazing. It's a 1,000 seats, so it's big. It's big. And uh, not an easy task to fill during this uh, corona time. Right. uh, I'm wondering. uh, I I was ready to put on the ticket. The doors will be open. We'll keep the theater doors open. (laughs) Right. Come on. They're open Um, now. So in in honor (laughs) of this show, are you going to have your ticket prices at at the 1982 prices? Comedy show is probably only going for five bucks back then. Well, that's funny because if you if you look at the poster of the show, it does have an eighty two on it, and then it's crossed out and it says two twenty one. There you go <laughs> with the Van Halen mock logo with the R W. So tickets are, are still obviously available, right? You're, I mean, assume that's that's the case. It's a large large venue, but um, when you play anywhere near home, do you get a healthy contingent of your friends and family coming out? Do you like that? Do you hate that? I used to hate it, but I love it for this show because this show is about them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, when I sh- I like when you mentioned we all needed a Damone, mm-hmm. like, to get us stuff yeah. when we were young. Like, I show a picture of the guy who's going to be DJing's older brother, this guy, Chris Bavino. He was our <laughs> he was our Damone. Like, he was getting girls. He had a Corvette. He was the older brother. And I, yeah. and I talked about that in the last show. You need the older brother if you oh, don't yeah. have a dad who's going to teach you about life, which I did not. My dad was, in, was on the nerdy side, smoked a pipe and read National Geographic. It's not <laughs> Teaching me about girls. <laughs> right. So Chris was the guy with the fake ID who could go to Camden and get you the booze. He'd teach you how to pick up girls. He would show you that you needed a cool car and how to, like, pretend you were cool and not like them. All the Damone stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. So yeah. When I- these people, like, for I went to Cherry Hill East High School, like, all it takes 
is to like you show the right picture of the right thing from back then, like a California East teen dance that everybody just forgot about, and then all of a sudden there's a comedian talking about something so specific, so specific to their life. Like I, I this shows like my Super Bowl. Like half of these jokes, I can't do them anywhere else. Yeah. I write a whole new set about Philadelphia and South Jersey and in the 80s, and I put it together and work on it for, like, six straight months. I love that, though. I mean, listen, that is a gamble, to uh, you know, but it's clearly, uh, to use the often overused phrase, a labor of love, that's what it is for you, and for people who can connect, it's uh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Dude, they die when they. I just put a picture of that guy Chris Bavino on the state on the screen. He was he has no shirt on, about five gold chains, really hairy chest, oh, yeah. and j- tight Jordache jeans on with cowboy boots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's another feathered as- back, the feathered back Aquanet hair. Oh jeez. Oh yeah. Awesome. There, there's another aspect of that time that I think is universal and it, and it goes anywhere and it and it's uh, it's. Porn magazines, and so oh, yeah. I know for me there was only like two places where you could find that, and that is if somebody l- left a magazine back uh, in the woods, uh, you would see it there, or you would go to my buddy's house, and his older brother had a whole stash of them. Mm-hmm. And so when you talk about that older brother, this guy was probably five or six years older than us, and had probably fifty explicit magazines in his bedroom. So that's where we would go. That's to- a solid collection. It is, yeah. And it, so you could you could tell Casey you're like probably I don't know at least ten years younger than me because what do you did you have this because we had this in South Jersey and in Philly and I live in New York now and they don't have it which was West Coast Video yep. yeah. yeah had the porn room ours didn't though it did it no no you had to go <laughs> to um, the videotape library and Ridley. Uh, to that's where the porn section was. Oh, ours did, and yeah. it was like I remember going in with my mom, and she'd be like, "We're not going over there. Like we couldn't even go over that way." <laughs> Joe, uh, so of the the standalone <laughs> video uh, places, uh, were more likely to have the adult film section, the chains like Blockbuster wouldn't. But uh, I remember two of them. One of them simply had a beaded curtain. That was West Coast video, right? The beads, and then another one. This guy put up like a saloon, saloon swinging door. Yes! And I'm like, oh my god! And the the sheepish way guys would would sort of saunter into the back room, yeah. and the, you think you don't look at someone in an elevator with you when you're back in the porn section of a video store? Oh yeah, <laughs> y- you know you do every you want you use every ninja skill you have to not be seen. It's funny you're describing my act. I, t- I say you got to make a right and a quick left. It was like a it was because they didn't make it straight in. It no. was like. It was like a men's or a woman's bathroom. It had that. It had the L to it when you yes, right. And then you'd have to grab a couple of regular movies and put them on top and on the bottom of the porn because <laughs> you didn't want to seem like a freak, <laughs> right? Goonies. Show up. <laughs> and you could. Re- I remember being able to rent like five at a time. Yeah. yeah. The, the worst is there was this one guy, um, you know, who would who would recommend things like I'm. I'm not. Hey, hey, Ebert! I'm not asking for your critical review. Just let me go do the thing that makes me feel like filth. Uh, hey, Ebert! <laughs> That's a great reference. Hey, Ebert! Uh, no. Then there was always the friend that had the two VCRs that would make copies. Oh of yeah! Them. Oh my yes. god! The Hell pirate, yes. the neighborhood pirate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then after a while, the the video that you pirated and took home would start to get those scratchy marks out of the, the money shot. Your favorite. Winding it every time. <laughs> 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 
my God. That's awesome. Um, well, listen, Joe, we, I'm sorry we got to wrap, dude. We got to take a break because we got to do this uh, contest we have coming up here. But we just wanted, A, it's good to talk to you again. Uh, B, it's great that you're coming back into the area and you got your show. I just want to remind people it's going to be at the Scottish Ride Auditorium. And it's Friday. It's this Friday. It's an 8 o'clock show. Perfect. Uh, you can get tickets at joematterese.com. And do they know where that is, the Scottish Ride? Uh, in Collingswood. Where is it? Collingswood, New Jersey. Okay. Well, they do now. There you go. <laughs> Collingswood, New Jersey. Um, so, now, tickets are available, like I said, joematterese.com, and it's called the Remember When, the 2021 edition, by the way, ah. all fresh material. Oh, are you, are you putting your hands up? I thought you <laughs> That was a quote. So it's it's, it makes it's in quotes. I got you. Uh, nice. Well, listen, brother, It's we're glad you're doing well, and uh, have a good time at the gig, and we'll talk again soon, all right? Thanks, guys. Man. You bet, man. Joe, so Matt, Tuck, hey, hey, hey. on the President and Steve Show. All right. Remember when. You got it, man. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We will come back in just a second. And the reason, Casey, is everything is shut down. Oh. The, the, enti- the entire board cut off. It's happening way why, more. Yeah, these- why is it? I don't know. But it, it, that's the second time today. And I had uh, gotten in touch with uh, Rodney about it a little while back. Uh, and there, it just came back online. Excellent. So, all right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Don't forget, money to be given away with the money clip. It's coming up as well as Bizarre Final More. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR presents Money Clips. You just won yourself $500? Woo-hoo, yeah, you got it. No, you got it. <laughs> right, I do got it, huh? Even hours, weekdays, from 8 a.m. till 8 p.m., we'll play an audio clip from one of your favorite MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. And then give you a keyword. Text it to 45911. Or if you enter it at WMMR.com or our app, you'll also get entered for the grand prize. 10000 bucks. What the f***? See complete rules at WMMR.com. It's MMR's Money Clips. Sponsored by Horizon Services. Heating, cooling, and plumbing. Visit horizonservices.com. 93.3 WMMR. Thank you so much. Everything that rocks your wallet. Okay, so we have just a little bit of time to play with here uh, before we get to... Uh, the money clip, mm-hmm. and we have the bizarre file coming up. But Marissa just handed me this note that says, "Oh no, I found it." Oh. Oh. I found it. <laughs> she worked all morning long. <laughs> Steve, to refresh your memory, earlier this morning in our six o'clock hour, played Good. "Shut <laughs> Your Home." <laughs> that clip, and we Kathy, shut your home. <laughs> found it very, very funny, and remember it. What we don't remember are the exact circumstances of how that came to be. Yeah, yeah because we have clips on... Um, a, a, I have two instant replay machines over here with clips that go back to Y100. Mm-hmm. And some of them we don't remember the context. And this obviously has proven to be one of those. Yeah, and so uh, all morning long, we keep getting little little nuggets of information that go, okay, I think it was about this. And It was uh, a listener that said it yeah, had something yeah. to do with Quentin Michael's middle name. Yes, yeah, so... Finally, Marissa has spent all morning and has tracked down the original did segment. So you guys want to hear it? Hell yeah. Yes. Yeah, it takes a little while. Apparently, uh, it takes about a minute to get to it. But the, right. So there okay. is a build-up. There's a setup. Right. The, the, the climax and then the denouement. And then right. the, the, the going for a towel. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. I ain't going to tell you my middle name. Oh, come, come on. on. Oh, no. If that's Quentin Michael, yeah. the, the eagle saying he's not going to tell us his middle name. Come you on, Phyllis. Phyllis. Is it bad? I just. Uh, well, I don't hey, do, do the other no, players? Oh man, <laughs> is it is it their case? Yeah, well, well, it's already a Nick's a Wikipedia in it, so uh, it doesn't say. Oh, Quentin yeah. Michael. 
I'm going to make you look it up. I'm not telling you. <laughs> Where's his wife? Is Get it Jebediah? She knows better. Is it a girl's name? Oh, she, she she's, know? she's walking away. Casey's Uh-oh. walking out there. <laughs> Does not say on your wish. She's, she's shaking her head no. I don't think she's going to give it up there. Yeah. Okay. See if the two-year-old That's, that's a good woman up. you have there. Fort Knox right there. Oh, no, that's not that bad. Oh, she told you? Yeah. Oh, man. I was going to offer up a case of beer for anybody who would call in with it. <laughs> what is it, saying, It's not that bad. You, Preston, you know Casey. Do you really think she told him? <laughs> Kathy, shut your heart! <laughs> Yeah, damn it. No, actually, you're right. That would have been good. Shut your hole! You shouldn't have said anything. She, sh- she shook her head. He saw. And that was it. That's so it. Wow. I tried to trick him. And, and it was about to work. Yeah. Yes. And then Kathy. Or is there a little more to this? I, I right, don't know. Hang on. Gail? No. Esther? No. Well, why don't you like it? I just, I, I don't like it. I don't know. Hey, listen, it reminds I, me of a, of a French guy with a... Pierre, oh, oh, right, an effeminate yeah. Frenchman. All right, so apparently we just we continue talking. About okay, it. There's no all right, so there you go. Found yeah. That was it. It's Perry. And, oh, it's Perry, oh, which is like no big deal. That's not bad it's at all. Nothing. Yeah, he probably changed it oh. after that show. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so I, I now that's it. So Casey was trying to to yes. pull one over, which was a very smart move, right? And he was about to fall. He was about it. to work, Kathy, and then Kathy just crapped all over. Except you. Home. <laughs> a middle name, so who really cares? I love the uh, the ire, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you can the, hear it. Listen to the room. Yeah. Good. Shut <laughs> your home! You can hear there's some room, there's some echo. I wasn't He's on yelling mic. so loud. He's away from the microphone. <laughs> I love it. It's it's like it catches that room noise, like my uh, what the f. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just like what the. F- you had to be in the right environment for that to happen. All right, mystery solved. Yay! Thank you, Preston and Steve. Listeners, thank you, Marissa and Connor, for digging and finding all that information. We appreciate it. And now we can move forward with our day, <laughs> and we can do the bizarre file. Bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, the Bizarre File is brought to you by Revivalist Spirits, voted USA Today's top craft gin distillery. Offers online ordering and delivery of gin, vodka, bourbon, and pre-made cocktails to all Pennsylvania residents. And you can use the promo code PRESTON and get yourself 10% off of your purchase. Revivalistspirits.com. All right, this is a follow-up story to a very horrible thing that happened. The six-year-old Colorado Springs girl who died after falling 110 feet on a ride at Glenwood Caverns Adventure Park earlier this month was not properly buckled in and was sitting on top of two seat belts, according to a state investigation that was released this past Friday. So, yeah, so that's... We we didn't know that. We thought she simply slid out of her her seatbelt. Or some kind of uh, malfunction. So the report found that the two people operating the ride were given indicators that one of the seatbelts was not properly buckled and that since the girl who was killed had a uh, belt strap sitting across her lap, they did not notice that either. Uh, the report blames multiple factors for the girl's death, including multiple operator errors and lack of proper training and understanding wow. of how the ride's operator interface worked. Uh, the report says the ride, the haunted mind drop, uh, will remain closed until the division re-permits the ride which can only happen once the issues issues raised in the report are addressed. And the park was closed for several days in the wake of the incident when the state required the park to give a refresher training to staff 
working on other rides at the park. I tell and, you. And if you were one of those workers and that happened, yeah. it, it was your fault, you'd oh be, my uh, God. You'd be tortured for life. But yeah. that said, it looks like a cool ride. It looks like a really yeah. Yeah. intense ride, yeah. All right, I sat on this story from last week, and it's just kind of been in my bizarre file pile for a while, and I can't not report on this. Uh, it's out of Detroit, and the leading line is, an alligator wrestling surgeon... Yeah. Was convicted following a jury trial and after being accused of masterminding a more than $100 million health care fraud scheme, one of the largest in U.S. history. When you can't trust an alligator wrestling surgeon, who can you trust? Dr. Frank Patino, 66 years old, prescribed excessive amounts of opioids to patients at his clinic, subjected clients to unnecessary and painful spinal injections that yielded lucrative payments for his medical practice as well. Now watch me wrestle alligator. <laughs> Prosecutors also accuse him of laundering money through a vanity diet program and spending money sponsoring mixed martial arts fighters. Uh, so, jurors convicted Patino of one count of conspiracy to commit health care fraud, wire fraud, two counts of health care fraud, one count of conspiracy to defraud the United States and pay or receive health care kickbacks, one count of conspiracy to commit money laundering, and one count of money laundering on top of that as what well. Oh, my God. And you should see this. Yeah, it this looks bro. like an idiot. Oh, my God. Uh, the case against Patino drew wide interest because of the scope of the alleged crime and the doctor's outsized personality and appearance. Before spending three years in jail awaiting trial, Patino was frequently shirtless, posing next to bikini-clad women and flexing his muscles in social media posts and promotional photographs for his, quote, self-styled Patino diet. So was he a legitimate surgeon at all? Yeah, yeah, he, he was. was. Uh, during a court hearing last month, however, Patino appeared dramatically thin, elderly, and clothed in an orange Livingston County jail jumpsuit. The surgeon has been detained amid allegations he hid millions of dollars in offshore bank accounts and concerns that he would try to flee the U.S. if released on bond. Prosecutors and Patino's legal team waged a prolonged fight over in evidence amassed during a years-long investigation, <laughs> including amazing. testimony from witnesses that Patino allegedly traded drugs for sex with a stripper, hid profits from the illegal scheme, and kept $50,000 in cash under a mattress. Other allegations include one claim Patino ripped out his sick 80-pound wife's ex-wife's feeding tube. Oh, my God. Uh, from 2016 to 17, he was uh, prescribing more than 2.2 million pills, including fentanyl, oxycodone, and oxymorphone. Some of the medically unnecessary drugs ended up being resold on the streets. And yes, he wrestled alligators as well. There's a picture of him yeah. ha- with a, an alligator in a choke. There I'm must not, be stuff yeah. that I missed in the Hippocratic Oath. <laughs> right. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not impressed, though. I mean, the alligator's mouth is duct taped shut. I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, A teacher at Isaac Dixon Elementary School in Asheville, North Carolina, says she was leaving the school's campus after a school day last week when she spotted two bears climbing and playing on the school's playground equipment. And she took a video and posted it to Facebook. Uh, She wrote, this made my day. I love how the mama goes down the big slide and quickly runs to the smaller slide only to bear hug the little ones as they make it to the bottom. That's adorable. And they were actually using the slide. School officials say the video was filmed after the school day, but some students were still on campus for homework assistance programs, and they say all students were kept safely inside the building while the bears were playing on the playground. Very cute. You know, if you were to get anywhere near that, though, the mother would kill you. Oh, yes, yeah, of but, but She'd but, rip your throat Yeah, out. but still very cute. Yep. A woman who wanted to spend more time with her boyfriend was arrested after she directed two separate bomb threats 
at Puritan Medical Products, where he worked, forcing evacuations and disrupting manufacturing operations. She loves him so much. Yeah. I just want to be with you. Uh, the first threat was made around 9 a.m. Thursday when a woman called the Maine State Police and said that she was going to place a bomb at the Puritan plant. Uh, the same woman, in a second call two hours later, said that she intended to place four pipe bombs uh, near a second plant. I'm going to blow up your plant. I just want to be with my boyfriend. Uh, police traced the call. Deputies found the woman after interviewing people in a neighborhood. Uh, the deputies secured a confession from the woman who said that there were no bombs. She was identified by authorities as 33-year-old Kayla Blake. Jeez. Uh, she was charged with a felony count of terrorizing and taken to the county jail. I think uh, the, the real terrifying thing here is what if that boyfriend ever breaks up with her? Uh, so the two plants are in proximity to one another, so the company chose to evacuate both locations. Jeez. And that meant sending home workers on first shift who were already at the two plants and telling those on the second shift not to come in for the day, affecting around 400 people in their work. My, looking at the mugshot, my guess is the boyfriend's best part of his day was going to work. Going <laughs> 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 to work again early today, huh? Uh, I'm to work a little late today. Uh, uh, you know, early work catches the worm. I'll be back later. He works so hard. <laughs> Just so he can be with you. Yeah, so I can be with you. The investigation <laughs> into the threats involves several agencies, including the fire department, the FBI, and Sinabro uh, Security as well. So uh, she got. Now they can spend a lot of time together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, no, I guess not. She'll be in the in the pokey. All right, and that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Uh, this morning, a reminder, it's a Wednesday, so that means a secret text tour. Uh, today, we're, we're in you your last chance to text in. you got to get on this now. Uh, you can win a pair of tickets for the Bates Motel and Haunted Attractions. Uh, it's this week's MMR Big Friggin' Deal at WMMR.com. You can buy one, get one free uh, to the uh, Bates Motel, and it's just 50 bucks for two tickets right now with the big deal. All right, while you're doing that, keep in mind we have this going on, too. 93.3 WMMR. It's time for an MMR Money Clip. There's nothing sexy about being a member of the Undead. Now, here's your Money Clip keyword. That word is stream, S-T-R-E-A-M. Uh, you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. There are three ways for you to do it. You can text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or, if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, Enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. One random entry wins $500 in this company-wide contest, and that person will get a call from Beasley, so make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com, and it's sponsored by Horizon Services. Seven chances to win each day. Don't miss each and every one of them. The word again is stream, S-T-R-E-A-M. Good luck to you. We'll take a break, come back, lesson, question, trash, music, news. Those things are up next. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate Stephen Singer.com.
Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, lesson question for today. We are going to give away a pair of tickets to Pat and Oswalt, who's playing the Met on Saturday the 9th. And let me see here. What are we going to go with this morning? Uh, how about this? When uh, What does Steve think Kathy's middle name should be? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you heard that. We're talking about middle names. And we want to know if you heard what Steve thinks Kathy's middle name should be. And it kind of went over my head at first. And then I got it after a little while. <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Call now. We'll do the trash while you call. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. Let's get the stories. What's going on, Steve? Well, President Reagan's attempted assassin, John Hinckley, will soon have his restrictions reduced, paving the way for an unconditional release. Hinckley says he understands people find it hard to believe he's changed, but says give Give him some time, and he'll find out where those people live and kill them. (laughs) (laughs) Dina Lowen has been sentenced up to 18 days in county jail as part of of a guilty plea in her DWI case. Uh, Lowen says she uh, she wants to put the whole episode behind her, especially that part about trying to use sex to bribe a police dog. Oh, my God. (laughs) Disgusting. And finally, the former Playboy Mansion's massive two-year facelift. I don't know if you guys have been seeing this. It hit a major snag yesterday. Crews had to temporarily halt construction after accidentally striking an underground semen geyser. Yo, oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> That's your Hollywood All right. Uh, let's see if we can get an answer to the lesson question. What does Steve think Kathy's middle name should be? And I'm going to go to, is this Quay? Is that your name, Quay? Yeah, you guys rock. Thank you, Quay. That's a cool name. Appreciate it. Okay, so... Uh, what does Steve think that uh, Kathy's name, middle name, should be? Joplin. Joplin, yeah. yes. As in Janice Joplin, uh, who Kathy's dad slept with. Uh, so, Quay, hang on the line. We're going to get your info, and we are going to give you a pair of tickets to see Pat Oswalt at the Met on Saturday, October 9th. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Let's do the music news now. Preston and Steve's music news on 93.3. WMMR. All right, uh, let's see. Music news. We are going to start with this story. Okay, this is um, the ongoing saga of Corey Taylor and uh, Machine Gun Kelly. So, but it, neither one of these guys said anything. It was actually Trivium's Matt Heafy had said something about Machine Gun Kelly in the midst of that feud. Uh, Heafy had uh, tweeted his criticism of Machine Gun Kelly, calling him out for his, quote, 16-year-old pop-punk cosplay identity. Uh, Kelly took shots at Slipknot on stage earlier this month at Chicago's Riot Fest. He had said that uh, he never wanted to be 50 years old wearing an effing weird mask on a stage talking as meaning Corey Taylor. Um, And apparently his remarks were reported in response to Corey's comment, that it said, I hate all new rock for the most part. I hate the artist who failed in one genre and decided to go rock. And I think he knows who he is. So, uh, okay. So over the weekend, Heavey tweeted uh, out, so I'd like to formally diss Machine Gun Kelly for being 31 years old and wearing an effing 16-year-old pop-punk cosplay identity on an effing stage. He also uh, gave uh, Kelly the nickname of Squirt Gun Smelly. <laughs> adding... <laughs> I never thought about him until he took a shot at Slipknot, who are a band who has paved the way for bands like mine. 
thousands of bands like mine. Squirt Gun is a cloud chaser. And even though it's all a PR stunt, a shot at Slipknot needs to be addressed. Squirt Gun, that's harsh. In a separate later tweet, Heapy wrote, I'd like to publicly apologize for my tasteless comments about Machine Gun Kelly. I just found out he's been afflicted by the Ligma variant. Uh, it's really getting real out there, and thoughts and prayers, homie. That's what he said. What's the so, Ligma? I don't know. But As in Ligma ass? I was thinking I think Ligma it balls. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, ligma balls. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's, yeah, he's making a, another <laughs> joke. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Uh, Dave Grohl <laughs> dishes on some uh, interesting interactions with other musicians over the years in his upcoming book, The Storyteller, which is due out on the 5th. One such instance was with uh, Rivers Cuomo from Weezer. I told Rolling Stone magazine he had learned uh, when it comes to songwriting, the two musicians are sort of on opposite ends of the spectrum. Grohl repeated their conversation, which took place a few years ago when Foo Fighters and Weezer toured Australia together. Dave said, Cuomo goes, hey, so when you write songs, how do you do it? And I started explaining how we do it, which is pretty simple. I make some demos, I show them to the guys, and then we get together and we play them. He says... Do you listen to Top 40 Radio? And I said, now? Not really. He said, I mean, I guess, you know, I'm in the car with my kids, right? I guess. Uh, he said, so you don't write songs to get on Top 40 Radio? And I said, no, I don't. Uh, he said, I don't think we're allowed there. Uh, do I expect to knock, knock Cardi B off the effing charts? Absolutely not. Uh, so I said, no, I kind of write songs for the stage or, or a set list, and I write them for Foo Fighters fans. And he said, wow, so you write for the show. And I said, yeah, don't you? And I don't think that he does. I think that we're sort of on opposite ends of that spectrum, which is funny. Uh, so they just have different approaches <clears throat> on their mindset about writing music for their bands. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. Heard a story that I teased earlier. Uh, Courtney Love spoke candidly about Kurt Cobain on the 30th anniversary of Nirvana's blockbuster album, Nevermind. Uh, it was during a chat with biographer Charles R. Cross. Uh, for the Los Angeles Times, she surmised how Cobain's trajectory, which led him, of course, to committing suicide in 1994, could have been changed, explaining, I'm not really a fan of the idea that it all could have been uh, that different, but uh, he might have survived had somebody else gone first. He said, like Eddie Vedder, somebody who had good infrastructure. Uh, she went on to say, Kurt was born on Haley's Comet. It's a miracle that the record got made. And that he found a great drummer and had a bass player he could rely on. He was so happy when this record was done. Uh, he now had agency. He had the courage to change both himself and the world. And with success, uh, he became emboldened. Uh, she went on to say uh, how Kurt had dealt with the sudden and global success of Nevermind. She said, we were in Salem, Oregon when Nevermind hit number one. He cried. I cried. We were really scared. There was a man who liked pleasure, who enjoyed things. And yet he wasn't supposed to. When people say, you are the voice of a generation, what do you do with that? You right, know? right. For somebody like him, specifically. She went on to say, who Kurt was to me was never what you saw in the public. He could be very passive-aggressive and working two agendas in public. He could say one thing, do another. He had to be like that to be a junkie. Uh, so there was that whole thing that I share, too. So... He was a complex guy, and he had uh, he had trouble, you know, and, and that whole sure. thing that whole thing pushed him even further in that direction. <laughs> Thank you, Courtney. <laughs> Judas Priest is putting their tour on hold while their bandmate recovers from a medical issue. The band issued a statement on social media Monday, sending love to guitarist Richie Faulkner, who is currently recovering in the hospital. He has uh, they said in the statement he had major uh, medical heart conditions oh. issues, uh, which have landed him in the hospital where he's being treated. 
In the meantime, they said, we are all sending our love to our Falcon to wish him a speedy recovery. Uh, the English heavy metal band most recently played at the Louder Than Life Festival in Louisville. Uh, the next stops on their current tour include shows in Colorado, Utah, and Wyoming. <laughs> and as they said, as soon as we have any updates from its doctors on when we can reschedule the dates, we will, of course, announce them and tickets will be valid. On November 8th, Bruce Springsteen will once again headline the annual Stand Up for Heroes benefit taking place this year at Manhattan's uh, Alice Tully Hall at the Lincoln Center for the Performing Arts. Uh, in addition to Bruce and John Stewart, who appears every year, uh, this year's uh, comedy event will also feature Jim Gaffigan, uh, Nate Bergazzi, uh Grace Gustad, uh, Nikki Glaser, oh. Sting Harlem, and Donnell Rawlings. With more performers still to be announced. A lot of those people have been right here in our studio. That is right. Uh, The event kicks off the annual New York Comedy Festival and is but one of over 100 performances held across New York City between November 8th and 14th. Preston, uh, speaking of Bruce, the uh, duet that we heard that was coming with him and John Mellencamp, it just was released like uh, literally 10 minutes ago. Uh, it's called Wasted Days, and uh, maybe we can grab a clip uh, for, you know, the next break or whatever. But just came out, and the, it's available on uh, WMMR.com if you want to take a look. Okay, wonderful. Uh, and then one more thing. Amid more than 100 paintings and sculptures up for sale at an auction in Copenhagen, Denmark, uh, there lies an unlikely item of pop memorabilia. It is a long-lost tape containing an unreleased John Lennon song. Wow. It's expected to fetch up to about 300,000 Danish krone, which is about $47,000 at Tuesday's sale. Uh, The white cassette tape also features interviews with the Beatles singer and his wife, Yoko Ono, and is accompanied by a series of photographs dating back to 1970. The four interviewers, who were then 16-year-old schoolboys, have put the tape up for sale over 50 years after it was recorded. At the time... Uh, John and Yoko were visiting Denmark in order to resolve a custody dispute between Ono and her ex-husband over their daughter, Kyoko, uh, who is also featured in the photographs. The four boys who used the help, uh, who used uh, to help produce their school magazine uh, were granted permission to skip class in the hope of securing an interview with uh, John and Yoko. On January 5th, 1970, they were granted access to a small press conference alongside a small group of journalists where they asked about the uh, peace movement and Lennon's musical career. At the time, John was pursuing solo career following release of Abbey Road the year before. The 33-minute recording also includes an impromptu performance after one of the boys asked John if he could play something for them. Uh, he's saying give peace a chance before playing an unreleased song, which is called Radio Peace. Huh. Written to accompany a proposed Amsterdam radio station of the same name, Radio Peace can be given uh, can be considered a kind of younger sibling to give peace a chance. But the radio station never made it to air, and the song was never released. So this has never been... Look, uh, talk about continuing to yeah. find stuff related. Probably the most scrutinized band of all time, and yet... You'd figure, okay, there can't be anything more, and here you go. You get something like this. Elsewhere in the recording, one of the four young interviewers can be heard asking about what young people can do to champion the anti-war movement, to which John and Yoko suggested using posters and happenings promoting messages of peace. I'd recommend taking advantage of various seasonal activities. (laughs) (laughs) At At one point, Lennon and Yoko... Also uh, convinced everyone to dance around the Christmas tree while everyone sang a Danish carol. Uh, so I didn't know he was into fall activity. Yes, very much so. All right. And that is what I have in music news. No, I have one more thing. Uh, uh, this uh. is John Mellencamp and Bruce Springsteen. Uh. And we're going to play a little of this song. It's called Wasted Day, and it starts with uh, with John singing. Who's getting out these last remaining years? 
they both sound similar. They do. That's a very signature John Mellencamp sound right there. I the love that sound. L- Lonesome Jubilee. Oh, one of my great favorite album. Excellent album, album man. Bruce, right? Yeah. How many promises are worth the time? And who on earth is worth our time? Is there a heart here that I can call mine? Very uh, wow. Americana, as you uh, expect from those two guys. I like it. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. yeah that's nice. Uh, All right. John Cougar has had what fifty one hundred heart attacks. Oh man, yeah, he's yeah. he's had some trouble over the years. Yeah. And he, he, Hardcore he, chain smoker, man, and still keeps going. Yeah, yeah. But uh, one of my favorites, though. Oh, he's unbelievable. Con- some of the best concerts I've seen have been John Mellencamp concerts because they're all sing along songs. Yeah. You know them all, and it's just a good time. So Jones Beach Theater, Preston, one of the greatest concerts I ever saw. John Cougar Mellencamp, his drummer, uh, Kenny Arnoff, yeah. He took a drumstick and he just threw it up in the air, and just by happenstance, he hit a one of the string of bulbs that was over the thing. Uh-huh. So it was like a natural moment. <laughs> it exploded. Oh wow! And, and, desp- and everyone was going, "Whoa!" Yeah. Was Did the band react to it? Oh yeah! It's oh, like, that's it was crazy. Funny. Yeah. Wow. All right, uh, with the wrap of music news, we also need to do our secret text word prize. So, Kathy, you know what you got to do. Number seven. All right, let's take a seven caller, 215-263-WMMR, and we can set you up with a prize. If you know the secret text word, and we'll get a random texture on top of that, too. And we still have more to give away before we're done. By the end of the show, we have these other uh, Bud Light Thursday night kickoff uh, Steam Pub gift cards to give away. We'll do that at the end of the program. But I just want to remind you that uh, Marissa's going to be there tomorrow night, 7 to 9, with the MM Army. Uh, they're in Southampton, and the uh, menu is fantastic. They got all kinds of good stuff. The Brad Fox burger we've been having. Ah, so good. Uh, the Brad Fox sliders, the 5K salad, Rico's stuffed portabella, uh, the Schultzer, and Leclerc shrimp tacos as well. And proceeds go to the Brad Fox Foundation. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Volbeat. The record company. Fozzie. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. Beautiful day. Wednesday morning. President of Show. 70 degrees and sunny skies all day long. And then uh, pretty much the same thing tomorrow and Friday. And then Saturday and Sunday. Mid-70s and partly cloudy. It's going to be beautiful. I'm loving. Listen, if we get. The, the, the summer was chock full of heat waves, so yeah. we had to deal with, with that a lot. But if we get a real traditional fall, one in which we can enjoy our fall activities, yeah. uh, then I'll be very happy. That's coming up on Friday, by the way, your fall activities. Uh, I need to get a winner for our secret text word. Uh, and we were looking for caller number seven. That's Doreen. Hey, Doreen. Hey, how you doing? Wonderful. <laughs> Doreen, do you happen to know the secret text word? Monster. Monster. Yeah. You got it, Doreen, and that's perfect because we have a pair of tickets for you to go to the Bates Motel and Haunted Attractions. Hang on the line. We'll get your information. You can check out this week's MMR's Big Freaking Deal at WMMR.com. And you can uh, get buy one, get one free tickets to the Bates Motel and Haunted Attractions. So that's two for $50. And it's voted the number one haunted attraction in America. 
and they are open right now. By the way, secret text uh, text er winner that we have secret text word winner by randomly choosing is Tim Girth from Glenmore, Pennsylvania. Yay! And Tim also gets tickets to the Bates Motel and Haunted Attractions. So, we're going to take care of that and make sure that we set them up because everybody's winning. And uh, even winning. Mark is winning. Mark, are you winning today? Yes, I am. What are you winning? I'm winning 500 bucks. How about that, Yep, Mark is our MMR money clip winner, and man, that was easy. Mark, where are you from? I'm from Ariel, New Jersey. From Maryland, New Jersey? Ariel. Ariel, New Jersey. Ariel. Right, it's one of the Disney princesses. Oh, yes, that's right. You're correct about that. The Little Mermaid, if you will. Uh, Mark, are you a Little Mermaid? No, that's a stupid (laughs) question. Uh, What are you doing today, man? You working, or you just, you got the day off? You hanging out? I'm working, unfortunately. Uh, that's all right. Well, at least you get to listen to MMR. Yeah. And you get to check yeah. in, and you get to walk away $500, which is a wonderful thing, man. So we appreciate you listening. you got to feel pretty good about this, right? I'm feeling great. Excellent, man. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for listening, buddy. We are happy to set you up with $500. Let's hear from Mark. Hey! Thanks, man. Mark, 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 Mark. All right, buddy. Congrats. Hang on the line. And we're not done giving away stuff yet. We have to give away the last of our Thursday night kickoff uh, gift cards. We have $25 gift cards to the Steam Pub. And we'll take callers uh, 10 and 11 at 215-263-WMMR. And we'll set you up with that. Marissa will be there tomorrow night with the MM Army. They're located in Southampton. To be specific, 606 2nd Street Pike. And they're going to have uh, every Friday night, by the way, DJ Skip Mode. Uh, from 10 to 2, and there's brunch every Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 2, and the steam pump has got you covered all weekend long. Events at WMMR.com for the details. Very impressed by the food. I would yeah. recommend if you are going to go, and you should go, because uh, it will be a great time, that Brad Fox slider is yes. sensational. Yes, and the 5K salad I was diving into, they got they, they got some great food, so yep. we're happy they're, they brought it to us, and they're giving it to you as well. Uh, we need to do the letter of the day. Casey's going to do it. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter A as an applesauce. All right, A, and we have 300 bucks to give away. That's it. Plain and simple, $300 cash. We will give that away on Friday, so just a couple more letters for you to keep track of. I'm going to thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Dunkin' Donuts. National Coffee Day, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show is from Dunkin'. And Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors. Tomorrow, oh, you just wait. It's a surprise. Oh, we don't, we don't want to oh, tell you. No. Because it might just cripple you with excitement. That too. So, uh, anyhow, that's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Installing brand new carpets shouldn't mean putting your life on hold. Enjoy a simplified installation experience at the Home Depot by licensed local professionals with an unbeatable selection of affordable styles, colors, and fabrics that are durable and low maintenance, including options that are odor and stain resistant. And right now, you can get your carpet installed for free. Get started today at the Home Depot. Free carpet installation on purchases of $4.99 or more. No square foot minimum. Excludes in stock styles. U.S. only. See store for details.